Welcome to the continued adventures of Metal Gear Mondays 2.0. Uh, this is Alessio at the top of the episode. Again, to just stress, um, in these sort of new format episodes, I just want to be pretty explicit. Um, we are back um, with a caveat which is we're back with micro seasons, which are going to take the form of four to six, sometimes seven episode seasons um, that are going to be occurring with several weeks of a break in between. Um, this first season is sort of the conclusion to our spinoff coverage. We're talking about Survive last episode. We're talking about Metal Gear Rising this episode. And we're talking about um, additional spinoff content, mobile games, fan fiction, stuff like that for the remaining episodes. Um, and the next season, which will begin recording in late June, June is going to be on Peace Walker, um, but we're going to be explicit about those dates as they occur. Um, and if you want to continue to see the show progress, um, you can support us at patreon.com slash Metal Gear Mondays. Um, tweet at us at Metal Gear Monday, Facebook Metal Gear Mondays. Thanks you guys so much. Enjoy the episode and enjoy the continued coverage of Metal Gear Mondays 2.0. Thanks. My sword is a tool for justice. You deny your weapon its purpose. It yearns to bathe in the blood of your enemies, but you hold it back. You're right. About me, I mean, I knew something was off. Give in to your true nature as a cyborg canine UG whisperer. Yes, you're right. Wolf, mind if I cut in? That's my line. I'm sorry, Sam. Now, I've got to make this fair. K-9001! My exoskeleton is shaped like a K-9, and my model number is one higher than the K-9000s. This is amusing on two levels. <laughs> well, it looks like this is going to be a classic cyborg K-9 UG battle. A good old-fashioned dogfight. Sit him, boy! Richard works in IT support at Mavericks, Inc., and he noticed last Friday that he had several processing units in need of updating. He arranged with each user to upgrade the computer last week. Oh, I've heard this one before. Simple answer. Kevin Combs is receiving a Windows upgrade on Thursday. George, the problematic boy from Ghana, owns zero computers. Boris in operations is having his Linux machine upgraded on Friday. And Doctor is a freelance contractor who has no in-office computing equipment. Ah. Correct. Try this one on for size. Sunny really needed to go to the doctor for her checkup and to her dentist, chiropractor, and optometrist. I, too, have heard this one before. The answer is very, very clearly defined. She will visit her physician at 9 a.m., her dentist at 11.30 a.m., her chiropractor at 1 p.m., and her optometrist at 3.30 p.m. Uh... These could go on for a while. Want to go practice our blade routines? Oh yeah. Let's take this great hog I found in Denver. It rips. Hey, wait a minute! That's mine! You're dead!
Ladies, gentlemen, boys, and girls, welcome to another episode of Metal Gear Mondays. As always, I am your host, Alessio Summerfield, and this is a book club-style Metal Gear-themed podcast, episode 66. Uh, as always, I am guest-starring uh, some boys. Uh, we got Sam Wright. Um, okay, so I wanted to get this out of the way up top. Um, since there is a character in this game named Sam, just to avoid confusion, I would like um, everybody to refer to me as Brad for the remainder of the episode. Okay. Um, I am your I am your stepfather. I would prefer Daddy Brad, but I'm chill, so Brad's cool too. Can cool. I call you? We got Brad, Brad Wright and Isaac Lim. Hey, there's nobody in this game named Isaac, so you can just Hooray. call me Isaac. And... We got a new kid on the block. We got a new kid on the block <laughs> recording with the full family for the first time ever. We got James the Jimmy Reichmuth. Oh, they call me James. Sick. They call me Stacy. That's not my name. That's not my name. <laughs> yeah, so to further solidify to the audience at home that uh, we are actually back and not just back for a Metal Gear Survive weird one-off which would um, be like really disappointing right if yeah we like if we actually one episode yeah to do survive and only survive that would suck right yeah exactly so we're back um in this is episode 66 like we mentioned we are going to be covering metal gear rising revengeance this week as you already know from looking at your podcast app podcast app um <laughs> but before we get into that we're doing new things new new things we're covering the news um so i got some news do items we, should we should we have like a stinger here, like a thing, like a yeah? So, um, since we do it here, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> it's time for new, new, new news. Metal Gear news, yeah! I love it. Okay, how was that? Was that good? It was great. So this week, uh, since our, we got a guest developer spotlight, since, uh, I promise I'll stop doing that writing voice at some point, that's weird, um, uh, we're gonna be featuring Platinum Games news, for obvious reasons, so, um, real quick, uh, quick news, uh, Platinum Games and Yoko Taro, um, did a postmortem on, uh, Nier Automata at, uh, PAX East, and you should check it out, because that was the best game that came out in 2017, in my opinion. Why do you Uh, say that, though? Because Nier Automata is the best game that came out that year, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> they also, they touted a sequel, <laughs> which is pretty sick. Uh, has anybody, uh, Isaac, Isaac, you got a Switch? Sam, you got a Switch? Do you boys have Switches? Yeah. I switched um, my is anybody, Switch. Is anybody playing that Bayonetta Switch port? Man, I need, to get, I need to get it because I want it very badly. I got that shit, and it's real good. And it's got a lot of does, DNA with this game that we'll, that we will shit, talk about. Does that shit, shit rip? Dude, that shit, what uh, what is it? Slaps? That shit slaps. That's, that shit that's slaps. That's good. Uh, Bayonetta is 3 is coming slap. soon, too. Yes. Uh, shifting gears to Metal Gear news, Metal Gear Survive is getting an MGS3-themed event on April 10th. Whatever oh, the yeah, fuck who ever. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> what, is it, like, what, does that even, what does that even mean? Like, What is a Metal uh-huh. Gear... Three event, Metal Gear Solid Three event. Apparently, it's some sort of special event where you can get an alligator head and the camo from Three. Oh, and you, say, you can get Eva's it, jumpsuit too. Does it? I was gonna say, does it turn Survive into a good game like Metal Gear Solid Three? <laughs> That'd be amazing. They're like, we're doing a themed event this week. We're actually gonna have a good game for three days, and then we're gonna make <laughs> it bad again. Um. Also, uh, it's, 
Isaac and James, you you weren't on that episode. We would I'd love to re-record that episode because Metal Gear Survive is twenty dollars now. So oh, you wow. should just no. go get it. I'll spend twenty dollars <laughs> on a bad game anytime. It's no, real don't bad. Do don't do it. So I can we do Isaac, a, a fumbling in the dark with Sam and Oh, Palacio? do you want to make? Oh, let's oh, do it. Oh, I mean, shit. we can do, do it. With... Wanna... No, no, let's do no, it. Yeah. Wanna... No, 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 well, I was going to say, let's just sing... throw it to Isaac to see what he comes <laughs> yeah, up with. Yeah, Isaac, you want to wanna... <laughs> okay. sing the jingle, Isaac? Sing the jingle. No, I was, uh, I'm James has with... never gotten to sing the jingle. James, you do it. Oh, yeah, no. I don't think I know the jingle. Hmm. <gasps> Didn't do homework. Zero out of ten. Didn't, didn't oh, do no. my homework on the jingle. Jam- I James, I thought you well, knew the fumbling in the dark jingle. Uh, fumbling in the dark with Isaac Lim. Oh, is that the real jingle? Yeah, that's the, <laughs> yeah. Real, the real jingle. I felt like that's, that's just the jingle the that jingle. I would do. Just the, the most natural <laughs> cadence of saying the words. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying you're saying that Sam is unoriginal is what you're saying? Yes. Whoa. Not, not Brad anyway. Wright. <laughs> oh yeah excuse me yeah who the fuck yeah Sam? yeah i was gonna say i i think you mean daddy brad um isaac go ahead and you just give us your quick your quick two sentence yeah. log line on what metal gear survive is metal, metal gear survive let me just tell you is a slap happy family game <laughs> you're not wrong it's centered around these three gay guys they live together. There's nothing wrong with that. It's 20 se- 2018. No, I'm no, no, no. I'm saying whoa because like this is uncharted Metal Gear territory. Came out of nowhere. And it's just the adventures surviving the you know the the heteronormative backlash. Lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. Surviving America in 2018. Yeah. Well, that would have been a better game, Sam. Uh, would you like uh-huh. to tell Isaac what? this dumpster fire of a game was oh so it's this game where you're a person who gets sent into an alternate dimension but it's really the future and you have to do a bunch of bullshit and (laughs) save the world and you have to kill and you have to kill this giant monster that's that is essentially nanomachines and it fucking sucks yeah my quick over and under is imagine that somebody made Metal Gear Solid Five a Korean free-to-play browser-based game. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> that's all you got to do. There you go. There's the over and under. E-M. Um, the last, the last piece of news. Um, and and guys, this is somebody that we all have experience with. Blue Point Games, who made the mm-hmm. super stellar Metal Gear HD collection that we play all the time for this show. Amen. Um, rumor has it. <laughs> rumor has it. Um, they also did the Eco Shadow. HD remaster and the Gravity Rush one, and they just recently remade all of Shadow of the Colossus from the ground up. Yeah. Anyway, rumor yeah. has it, and this is just speculation, that the quote-unquote PlayStation Classic with much larger scope that they might be making soon is Metal Gear Solid 1. Oh. Dang. How sick would that be? It'd give us a perfect excuse to play the game again with James. <laughs> we have uh, all kinds of goofs and games. Yeah. And do it real good this time. Do it real, <laughs> do it real good. <laughs> Because <laughs> season, cause, cause season one, it was good, but we want to do it real good. Yeah. <laughs> um, nice. So before we dive into the main thing, I just wanted to say again for anybody who did not listen to the Survive episode, I, it just dawned on me. I should probably reiterate this at the top of the next few episodes. Uh, Metal Gear Mondays is in 2.0 phase. So what that means is now we are doing these like concise 
better executed sort of seasons um, with gaps in between for us to live normal human lives. Um, and uh, yeah, so effectively you're going to get five, anywhere from four to six episodes, maybe seven, depending on the season, per season. And then there's going to be like roughly like a 30 to 60 day break for us to like regroup um obviously so we we now have a patreon so patreon.com slash metal gear mondays obviously if you guys come fucking beating on the door with all kinds of financial incentives we'll we'll, i'll fucking do whatever you want um but that's what we're doing right now so just wanted to give you guys like a dog (laughs) he'll do that right now we're right here right now (laughs) um but yeah so let's let's get into let's get into the game we're talking about this week talking about metal gear rising revengeance and uh just to give you guys the the quick little history lesson real fast i'll give you guys the quick up and down and then we'll talk some generalities um metal gear rising revengeance not only has one of the longer names in the series um but it is a character action title developed by platinum games and published by konami digital entertainment that was released in late february of 2013 which is over five years ago for the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, and then it was ported to PC in January of 2014, and then Mac in September of 2014. And honestly, Revengeance kind of sounds like a Kingdom Hearts subtitle. So, like, <laughs> Oh my god, it is coming from a massive Kingdom Hearts fan? Yeah, no, I fucking love Kingdom Hearts, but <laughs> it, 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 it tracks with me. I'm good I, with I, it. Well, it should have been like Metal Gear Rising, Revengeance, 3 and 3 quarters, Days, Blade Mode, <laughs> Fury Edition. <laughs> third but strike third strike online i uh i i was talking to alessio about this it would have been better i think if the game was just called metal gear rising and then the sequel was called revengeance that would have been fucking dope or they could also, have said revengeance could have been the remastered version or some shit too. or or they could give us a fucking sequel to the game yeah, so real quick, let me. I want to get the over and under from you guys on this. So Konami published it. It was developed by Platinum. Platinum just broke all kinds of Platinum records right? Um, <laughs> with Nier Automata. Do you guys foresee a world in which Konami, thirsty for a quick crack cash grab, goes, hey, Platinum, do whatever the fuck you want. Absolutely. With... 100% okay. yes. That's yeah, fingers definitely going to happen. I could see it. Because honestly, if they let Platinum do it, I don't give a shit. I'm in it. I'm in it. St- stick my dick up in it. Just oh, get God. right down. Right oh. deep. deep yeah, how you play that game, Sam. Deep in there. <laughs> yeah, Sam, that's a different game. <laughs> that's how I play games. I don't know what y'all are doing. But. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, just to kind of give the... So this game actually had a little bit of like a troubled, troubled history. Uh, this game was originally developed by Kojima Productions. They who cannot be named by Konami now. Um, But uh, the game was just called Metal Gear Rising. And it was in 2009. And there was actually an original trailer for that version of the game. But it's a teaser. And I think it just features Raiden, the weird blue spinal columns, and the dwarf gecko enemies. Like the three armed balls. Hmm. Wasn't, um, remember when they announced Peace Walker, wasn't it that like whole promotion where like, it was a really close-up shot of Big Boss's face, and then a really close-up shot of Raiden's face, and that was like originally the teaser for the original Metal Gear Rising. Um, I'm not sure. Remember, 
Do you I'm remember not, that? I know. I remember the Metal Gear Solid Three trailer where uh, Raiden was uh, essentially wearing the mask in the director's chair or whatever. Yeah, I'll have to find. I'll have to find those pictures because um, the, it was it was they were teasing new Metal Gear games and it was Raiden and Big Boss, and I think it was the teasers for Peace for what Peace Walker was and what Rising was supposed to be. I, I, I recall. Gotcha. But okay, I'll that's interesting. Yeah, those. yeah. Pass it over. We'll include it in the show notes because that's that's a thing we can do now um sick um yeah so besides that um Hideo Kojima retained executive producer status on this game I believe um and he himself was like they were going through a bunch of setbacks because I think they weren't sure if they wanted the game to be stealth based originally I forgot to include this in notes originally um and James uh super kind of weird parallel spoilers so in Metal Gear Solid 4, it's implied that Raiden saves Sonny, um, who is a character in this game, right. from a, a weird prison situation with the Patriots and, and being kidnapped from her mother, blah, blah, blah. So originally, Metal Gear Rising wasn't going to be set four years after 4 in like a spinoff universe. It was going to yeah. be about that. That sounds um, cool. And yeah, and so they were going to do that, which would have been cool for fans because it would have been like an insight into some shit that was implied but never shown. Yeah. Um, but instead of doing that, they couldn't get the gameplay right or something. And so Hideo Kojima was like, let's put it on pause and let's come back to this later. In 2011, they then revealed the game again. And I believe it was at E3 or Tokyo Game Show or something. They revealed the game one more time and it was with the sword cutting watermelons and stuff. And they were like, mm. it's platinum now. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so interesting. Um, I think, so, Kojima Productions, if you look at the credits for the game, they still retain story and character design for Raiden, specifically. Um, but the game is officially directed by Kenji Saito, who is only credited as a director on one other game, which is Platinum Games, uh, their Transformers Devastation game. Wow. Um, and then he was credited as designer only on Bayonetta 2 and I think the Wonderful 101 on the Wii U. And that was mm-hmm. that was pretty much his. Based on what I could find, that's like his whole career for some reason. Um, but yeah, so as we mentioned, the game takes place four years after the events of four. Um, I believe, based on what I saw from Kojima in some interview stuff, the game isn't considered canon, but it's regarded as like a parallel version of what could have happened after four. So it's not like totally struck from the record either. Um, and yeah. Um, Hanging in there like a Chad. Pretty much. Like a total <laughs> fucking Chad. Um, Rising was well-received well by critics. Um, it got a lot of praise for its cutting system um, and its use of Metal Gear elements. Um, and likewise, the soundtrack and the boss fights also got a ton of praise. Um, people did criticize the camera, and they also criticized the length of the story mode, but I couldn't oh, quite man. figure out if it was because it was too short or too long. Definitely um, not too long, right? Yeah, it was super It couldn't short. possibly be. Because that story is really short. That camera, I will say for the camera, it gets outright disrespectful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I could see it. Um, Isaac, James, I had a question for you guys. So, Sam, I'm assuming this wasn't your first character action game because I think we've talked about shit like Ninja Gaiden and stuff before. Oh, yeah, Gaiden and God of War and shit like that. Yeah. Was this, um, Isaac, James, was this you guys' first, like, third-person sort of, like... Not like a beat 'em up because I think we've all played like Streets of Rage, but is right. it was it your first like three D Devil May Cry esque game? Um, no, I I played Devil May Cry way back when, um, like God of War and all that. I guess if you count God of War in that realm, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I yeah, think I sure. think God of War does. But yeah, other than that, this was definitely the most like 
Japanese-influenced one that I played, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so technically, so Devil May Cry is actually a lot of the same people as this game. Oh, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I'm pretty much... A lot of the folks from Platinum are from uh, Devil May Cry and like, <laughs> Resident Evil. Uh, it's pretty much the same with me, though. Oh, did you... Isaac, did you play God of War? I did. Ooh. <laughs> Is everybody going to go play the all, new one? I'm going to buy the pretty. fuck out of the I, new one. It's getting really good reviews. It's like got 95s and shit like on Metacritic. Like I enjoyed the, those games. They're mm-hmm. just fun. Nice. Yeah. Did you guys find this game to be harder or easier or sort of in line? Because like so, and we're going to go into it in the generalities discussion, but this game features like a very, very minimal combat system. Like yeah. there's not a lot happening. Yeah, it definitely felt like um, I played it on normal, and I didn't feel like it was particularly hard ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I remember originally when I had played it years ago. I didn't beat it when I played it, however long ago, um, because I got stuck. At, and we'll get we'll get to the point when we talk about it. But um, I had got stuck at a point in the game because I I don't think I really mastered the parry system that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I also don't think that I was really keeping up with like my upgrades and stuff at the time. Like, I don't think I was paying attention to it. So, um, so I think that was probably why, um, but, uh, it wasn't too difficult when I, I played it on normal as well. Um, I was going to play it on easy just to get through it, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. So I played it on normal. <laughs> I think and, that was uh, like everybody's story. I think like we were all going to play it on easy and it seems like most of us backed out of that. Ha! Little did you what know. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> Isaac. So I totally chickened out, and I went the easy mode. And did you did you uh, activate parry assist, or did you did you? Uh... I don't know. I, I guess maybe it turned it on <laughs> automatically. Is parry assist like with? Um. Well, I had to hit so, square to parry. Is that what you mean? Well, so you hit. You can press square to parry, but what I'm saying is. When you selected easy mode, it asks you, do you want to activate parry assist? Which, like, if you play it without parry assist, you actually have to move your move the sword in the direction that the attack is coming from. To parry. Ah, I must have had parry so, assist on. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just mashing square the whole time. <laughs> nice. So well, you have to have you have to have assistance when you're dealing with Matthew Perry. He's a uh, he's a difficult guy. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I had to get my shitty dad joke in. Uh, so I've got a question specifically for James and Isaac, who I'm assuming didn't know as much kind of going into things. So like specifically with this game, and I'm sure, I don't know, it's got a little bit of a reputation now, um, but um, I'd be curious to see like what you guys' sort of preconceived notions were coming into this game. Like, did you expect it to be as like, I, I think I described it to James before he started playing it as it's the Saints Row 4 of yeah. Metal Gear. Um, did you expect it to be as like balls out as it is? It's kind of weird. I'll, I'll tell you what I didn't expect. I didn't expect it to be so relevant to today's society. Yeah, right. Mm. What the fuck? Like, wow, they, Most, they, yeah, they nailed like, twenty eighteen. Like they got that. Yeah, I, for, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Does now, the game? The so do, to, does the game all, actually all the take to, place in twenty eighteen? Yeah. Wait, That's really? Amazing. All the way down to Donald Trump uh, <laughs> absorbing technology and going super saiyan. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I I called it um I called it <laughs> Metal 
I call it Metal Gear Shadow the Hedgehog. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like got like a really like like attitude to it. It's not as bad as Shadow the Hedgehog. Like it's not bad at all. Yeah, you're not shooting cop. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are definitely killing cops. For sure. <laughs> Jesus. Um right on. Isaac, did you have any preconceived notions going into this at all other than it was gonna be different? So I played the demo way back when. Well, I played it at a friend's house, and I whoa, guess whoa, what, what fucking friend? <laughs> Isaac, you have <laughs> other friends. I'm your only Metal Gear <laughs> friend. I am your only friend. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, the Lale Lule? Who the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez! All right, moving back. That was going great. Um, you guys can't see this when I'm taking my earrings off. I'm, I'm getting ready. <laughs> <laughs> Take your wig Mom, off, too, mama, man. Mama's, mama's going to throw down. <laughs> um, but I remember it being super hard in the demo for some reason. Um, so I guess that's my that was my only preconceived notion coming in. I thought it was going to... Well, I did play on easy, so that, I mean, that took <laughs> away a little is. bit of its credibility, wow. but... Um, <laughs> Isaac's like, I hear this is gonna be really hard. Let me. Uh... <laughs> this was really just... easy. <laughs> what are oh, people yeah. talking about? But Very nice. I, I mean, I knew it was like a, a hack and slash type uh, game, and kind of less of stealth. Still, a mm-hmm. tiny bit of uh, yeah, stealth elements here and there. You can fucking try. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you really can. It's, Dude, I yeah. don't. Spo- spoiler alert! I legit did stealth through a couple sections, which k- kind of surprised me. Nice, man. God, okay. Yeah. Um, anyway. So yeah, let's. Uh, I think that's a really good segue to go into sort of the general, like what this game is. So. It's. I, I mean, like we mentioned, it is character action game. So if if you haven't played anything like that. Definitely look at your Ninja Gaidens, your God of Wars, your Devil May Cries. Um, I would say the major difference between this game and those games is like, so imagine if God of War was just the Chains of Olympus. Um, <laughs> like that was kind of your only weapon. Um, yeah. And that the combat was more built around catering to that. So like, I think on paper, Metal Gear Rising sounds extremely simple, like to the point of like, maybe not being enjoyable. Um, but I, I don't, me personally, I thought that, and this might be why the campaign is so short. I thought that like throughout the seven hours that the gameplay of the campaign is that I found the combat to be fun the whole time. Absolutely. Oh, I enjoyed the um, combat. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and they definitely, they sprinkle, they sprinkle in a little QTE weirdness. Mm, a little bit. A little bit. I think that, um, I think that the, general control scheme um uh is is pretty simple there's a heavy attack and a light attack um which okay that's what it is and then you have the uh parry which um which i think adds a little bit of complexity to it and the fucking zandats the zandatsu and all that kind of stuff totally well and i think so that like sam had mentioned earlier about the parry um, you kind of have to like point the analog stick in the direction that it's coming from, that the attack is going to be coming from. And the game does this really kind of elegant thing where what happens is when the attack is coming, every character, I would say, ha- like every enemy character, has like a part of their character design where like 
a little red laser will kind of flash, like lens flare. Yeah. And it feels... Everybody has a tell. Yeah, and it feels appropriate. Like, it doesn't feel like, oh, it's just because it's a video game. Like, they do a good job of making the red lens flare come from, like, a believable source. Um, And usually when that happens, it's like, okay, I'm about to get hit. And so if you time the parry correctly, when they go to hit, you'll, like, deflect and then swing at them. And sometimes it'll create, like, this slow-mo kind of slash em up mode. Um, mm-hmm. but if you mistime it, you'll just block, um, which is fine, but you just don't get like the, the leg up. And then I think they have ones where like they'll glow yellow and that those I think are unblockable, but you have to dodge out of the way. Otherwise they're going to hit the fuck out of you. Mm-hmm. And holy shit. So that's the one omission from this game. I wish there was a dedicated dodge button. You guys. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's weird that there wasn't. I right? kept wanting to dodge the entire time. And like, couldn't like my my muscle memory from other games was like hitting certain buttons, thinking I would dodge, and then nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that the, I thought that I was dumb when I first played this game. I was like, surely there's a dodge button. How do I not know how to dodge? Did I miss something? Because because can't ride and da- he can dash, can't right. he? Yeah, yeah. So you can but do like, the R one like ninja run in battle, yeah, but it doesn't. But it doesn't dodge. like it's not a dodge though, like a dodge roll or like some type of like backflip or something. Mm-hmm. would have been awesome like i think that i think the gameplay i think the gameplay feels good um i think um i think it's a very good system but i think just that dodge i think would probably have elevated it to maybe one of my favorite like battle systems for sure when the weird thing is like both like the games on either side of this like if you look at vanquish or you look at bayonetta um they both have dodges so like yeah. what what happened <laughs> did some, like did that guy fall asleep like what where what happened <laughs> It's like, where's our Dodge Man? <laughs> Fucking like, bring oh, him out. Yeah, Greg died, so we're just not gonna have Dodge. <laughs> is that cool? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Like it was very weird. Um, because we because uh, when when did this come out? It came out 2013. in 2013. 2013. Yeah, mm-hmm. early 2013. Because which is which is insane. Because didn't Bayonetta come out in like 2010? Yeah, I think you might be right. So what happened in between the release of Bayonetta and the release of Metal Gear Rising that they were just like, no, we don't need a dodge button. Well, and so I, 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 because I was thinking about it, and I think that what it does is it, it pushes the player to play as aggressively as Raiden as a character is, I think. Mm. So like there is that, and like it is a little bit of like a leap of faith, I guess, in logic, but like based on the other Platinum Games games that I have played, um, I feel as if... It seems like something that they would do to kind of... It's the way that Bloodborne um, incentivizes you to keep attacking by regenerating your health whenever you hit people, if you're damaged. Um, I think it's just sort of like a subtle, like, get in there, buddy. Like, don't don't run away. Like, get in there. Um, but it sucks because Raiden, if he gets hit at all, it, like, interrupts combos and stuff. So mm-hmm. it makes it hard to keep it going. I used to think my blade was a tool for justice. Oh, God. <laughs> um, the other uh, modes that we talked about, so we talked about Ninja Run. Essentially, it's like hold R1, or I'm assuming right bumper on Xbox, um, and just fucking run, which fucking is sick. love the Ninja Run. Yeah, the Ninja yeah, Run Ninja is Run's excellent. Yeah, and I'm glad. So if you play Nier Automata, they kind of incorporated that into Nier. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't have like the vaulting in Nier, and that's what I love mm. about yeah. Rising is like you can just kind of vault up everything. Like it's wonderful. Um we also have the blade mode which is sort of the star attraction. Like you hold L1 when you've got or a left bumper whenever you got your meter full. 
Um, and it, you go into this crazy, like, as James pitched it to me whenever he was playing the game as a fruit ninja mode. Um, <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> and I don't know. It does kind of feel like that, doesn't it? I didn't realize how fucking gory this game was until I came back to it. Like, holy uh, yeah, shit. It's brutal. Cut up the yeah, body parts. people into bacon strips. Like, yeah, literally. It's like slicing dudes in half. It's just like after a certain point, like ba- like the cool thing about blade mode is that the way you restore your health and your, like your meter for blade mode is by, um, when you go into blade mode, sometimes if you've damaged an enemy enough, a red square will pop up on them. And if you slice them in the red square, it gives you a button prompt. I think it's circle, um, on circle on PlayStation. I don't know what it is on Xbox, but, um, you, rip out essentially their fucking spinal fluid and crush it in your hands and absorb it into into you the in universe like explanation for that too is that raiden has to extract electrolytes from his enemies Mm. in order to keep himself functioning so and the best so the best part about that and i think i I think that's kind of where my hypothesis for like the gameplay trying to push you into a play style comes from is like when you do that zandatsu and you absorb the the nutrients, no matter where your energy meter or your health meter is, you will max out. Yes, yeah. And so I think it, it, it's incentivizing dope. you to just like go get them, champ. Like just run just into the meat kill. grinder. Um, cool. Some of the other stuff that um I think most people don't really consider, at least I didn't, going until I went back. Um, so spoiler alert: I beat this game once when it came out, and so this was like my second playthrough. So there are sub weapons in the game. Uh, sub weapons consist of like EMP grenades, chaff grenades, grenades, RPG, uh, almost like a homing missile launcher, and the cardboard box and the barrel make a return. Yes, um, and you also get boss weapons. Um, the sub weapons kind of act like almost like Castlevania pickups. So it's almost like when you get like the daggers cross. or the cross or the holy water, um, you 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 have a certain amount, and when you run out, you have to find them in in the world. I discovered in New Game Plus that I had the option in the customized menu to buy an infinite ammo wig for Raiden. Um, <laughs> so my Raiden was a blonde boy, and I nice. had infinite ammo for every sub-weapon. Wow. Um, Dang. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. Um, also, there are boss weapons in the game. These aren't really like... So like in God of War or Devil May Cry, I feel like when you beat certain bosses, you get like permanent weapons that you can kind of do crazy combos with, and it almost like adds a whole other like character to the game um with this the boss weapons are more or less like they only map to your heavy attack i believe um and they only have like specific combos and like you can you can chain those combos and make them a little bit more intricate than normal but it's kind of the same like one two three heavy thing um i know with the polearm weapon that you get from one of the bosses that we'll discuss um i could kind of best one oh definitely the best one um I could press a couple buttons and do like really cool like pole arm spins while Raiden was like break dancing and shit and like that was mm-hmm. cool. But And it's all about like customizing too. Like did you guys do much of the customization with like I mean stuff? Like, like upgrades? Yeah, upgrades, I mean, yeah. Yeah, man. Well, Gotta spend them <laughs> BPs. Isn't that what they're called? <laughs> yeah, isn't it BP in uh, MGS four as well? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I no, know it's, that, it's like, DP. It's I know... repping points in MGS. Oh, that's right. DP and... What are BPs? Du- double penetration and butt points. <laughs> butt <Hell> play. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. <That stuff. laughs> um. So, okay. Just real quick. For me, I 
after the first mission, it you know gives you the option to um, if you want to upgrade and customize Raiden. And I kind of went back to um, uh, what's that oh, crap? That horror game, Dead Dead Space. Oh yeah, so I love Dead Space. Yeah, yeah like, there was a point where I didn't upgrade at all. And I got all the way to the final boss, and I just okay. couldn't beat him because of none Dead of my Space, weapons. You didn't upgrade at all. I, yeah, I know. Wow! Holy bad. shit! Isaac's wow. going for like that's hardcore fucking, mode. No, that's honestly that's hard fucking core. That's like something. That's like a challenge that people would do. It's like, okay, I'm about to do no Dead Space with no upgrades and only using the fucking first weapon. Wish me luck, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, how are you? So wait, Isaac, how did you feel any desire to continue through that game? Because I feel like when I got to the upgrade stations, it was like the only time I could breathe and feel good about the game. <laughs> I think my um, this is how I am with all games. I'm like I should hoard these these points or the 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 money because something greater is going to come up, and it just <laughs> never does. Hey, Isaac. a lot of the time you have to spend it to get the greater. I know <laughs> that's why. <laughs> Isaac, as, as as your friend for 16 years, I don't think that's just how you are in games. Hey, hey, hey. That's how you oh, are just in general. Damn. Anyway, so... <laughs> Isaac is just... This Isaac is not is a like therapy session. He's fucking cans of NOS <laughs> on his forehead. He's like playing hardcore Dead Space and crushing fucking NOS on his forehead. Like, let's go! <laughs> Isaac needs to start a Twitch channel. Uh, that's oh, yeah. Dude. Oh, that would be terrible. <laughs> anyway, all of that is to say that I thought back at, to my Dead Space days... And I was like, I better upgrade when I get the chance. And so, did anybody else find it hard to hit the enhancements on the on the core weapon? Because it hides it oh, in yeah. that like little like press square thing. Like no. I didn't even know it. You could like so I so check it out. I didn't realize this until I played the new game plus. I never updated or upgraded my main weapon because I never knew you could in, mm. until I played the second time, and I was like, oh shit. I can upgrade the strength on the sword? Even though it said, like, new beside the main weapon? See, I, I, I don't know. I just never oh. noticed that. I, huh. My problem is that when, like, shit like that pops up, like, ooh, new, and I go into a menu and it doesn't go away, I have, I'm obsessed with making it go away <laughs> until I figure out how to make it go away. That's how I am, too. I don't know. What, well, I, again, I didn't know until I booted it up that I just, like, because everything else was, like, maxed out except for the boss weapon and the... Uh, and the main weapon, and so I was like, "What the hell? How did I not see this?" That's pretty hardcore, too, man. Yeah, dude. But yeah, um, that's, that's why I didn't fucking beat the game the first time I played it. <laughs> oh, word. <laughs> um. So, so yeah. Um. As far as like the actual features of the game, just to kind of put a little key, key keystone capstone, just to capstone the generalities. Um, it's a little power stone. Keystone. Yeah, it's a little power stone too up there. A little keystone light. Keystone little, light. Uh, little, uh, um, little <laughs> <laughs> gotta get the, the cooling power of the Rockies or whatever. Is that cores? Get some, get some natty ice in here. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> um, Diet tequila. Oh no! If you have a Smirnoff <laughs> ice right now and you're listening to this podcast, you just iced yourself. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead and tip that back. Um, Fuck. Anyway, so the game uh, the game has a full-blown story mode. I, in my notes, I'm like, the game features a full-blown story mode. Yeah, guess what? The game just is a story mode. So that's that's just the game. Um, and then there's some additional like VR missions that you can find in the game through these little computers. Mm. There are a lot of collectibles, um, but they're yes. discreet. 
So um, the collectibles are, there's the VR missions that you can kind of unlock in the space. You also get some DLC ones if you want. The uh, On top of that, um, I thought I just found a one-off man in a box. Turns out there's a whole no, there's plethora a bunch of, them. of men in boxes. Men in yeah. boxes? And then the other men in boxes. And then, then there's another one. There's like the fucking pugilist fucking dwarf geckos you can find everywhere oh yeah I didn't, those guys are fun i didn't realize i didn't realize that until like late in the game like after i beat it because i didn't notice them all at all and then right before the battle with um with sundowner uh-huh. which we yeah oh yeah yeah. To, yeah you, you see turn to the left and he's just standing over there I was like who the fuck is that what's yeah. that dude over there who's that creepy boy yeah um, and there's also um like in true metal gear fashion like japanese swimsuit models that you have to blade slash the uh police tape off of mm-hmm. to see them and then kev chimes in and goes oh <laughs> that's yeah that's what i'm talking about um of course yeah. of course the fucking uh, fucking one of the very few original non darpa chief ca- black characters in the fucking game is a f- perv yeah of course obviously um also the the last collectible and this one's actually kind of hard to get i only ever i only spotted a handful of them through my playthrough and maybe it's because i got a bunch during the first playthrough um, the left hands. So there are yeah. like special kind of like commander units that you can encounter. And when you go into blade mode, you'll notice that their left hands are glowing green. Um, right. If you can cut that off of them, you get like extra BP and some other benefits like uh, artwork in the uh, yeah. little collection. Doctor has a very creepy left hand collection. Yes, he does. And that's the that's the fucking whole whole reason why you're you're looking for them in the first place because he will reward you handsomely for left hands. Yeah, I believe... Dude. I think it's like the left hands store the battle information. Yeah. For the cyborg. He explains that He explains that after he fucking creeps you the fuck out, though. Yeah, after he strokes his collection of male left hands that he has <laughs> on his <laughs> shelf. Um, yeah, so the last thing is the two supplemental DLC side stories. Um, so there is a bunch of cosmetic DLC, so I think because I pre-ordered the game, or maybe it's because of uh, Zone of the Enders. I can't remember. For whatever reason... I have the Gray Fox um, Frank Yeager uh, skin, (laughs) Cyborg Ninja from MGS1. I've got that and the sword for Cyborg Ninja, but I know you can pay. I think it's like $1.99 or $2.99 for some some costumes. Um, But all of the DLC, like actual like story DLC, um, me and Sam discovered is just free now. How cool is that? that That shit's free as fuck. It was super cool. I've never seen a game do that before where it's like, I guess yeah. it's so long after the release that they're just like, fuck it, y'all. Here you go. Yeah. We're, and, but the, and the thing about the DLC is I think that they came out kind of were just like, this kind of sucks for how much it is. They're, I think, 10 bucks a piece when they first came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to kind of give you an idea, they're great for zero dollars. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, so just to put some perspective in, I beat the main game on um on a a, a a tuesday and we are we are recording this on a thursday and we got married and on a wednesday we got married on a wednesday <laughs> but i beat both episodes of the dlc yesterday um in approximately two hours wow. for both of them dang so but yeah so 10 bucks for that maybe not but for free hell yeah are we uh is there a segment for the dlc or yeah, I mean, we're just going to touch on it really briefly. Like, it wasn't required yeah. for, for the okay. show. Okay, well, I was just going to say, Sam, would you mind <laughs> touching on it? <laughs> yeah. Could you yeah, fumble? I will. I will, Could you fumble I will with me abs- in the dark? 
I would love to fumble in the dark with yes, you. Fumbling friends. in the digital, or excuse me, downloadable content with Samuel, right? Um, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Because they're, they're yeah, um, um, well, I guess one of them takes place during the story, but one of them's like a prequel kind of, but we'll get there at the end. Okay. Uh, James, did you see whether or not Xbox boys get free shit as well? Uh, they do not. Um, oh no! It's ooh. all it's paid still. I didn't. Uh, I didn't actually realize that there was all of that until I saw your notes, and I was like, "Oh, oh well, I guess we don't deserve it." <laughs> yeah, I no, understand. no, no. Yeah, it definitely wasn't not, required. Not for James. We're not worthy. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I believe that there, there's, and I don't know if some of these are DLC or what, but um, there are 50 VR missions you can get. Um, heads up, you have to like unlock the VR missions, which to me kind of takes some of the bite away. Like, I wish they were all unlocked so you could kind of practice for the main game. Um, but it's just, I mean, it's, you've played a Metal Gear game, you know what a VR mission is. It's just like combat test in like a weird <laughs> spacey environment. That's pretty much it. Um, yeah. So, um, before we get into the main game proper, did everybody fuck with the tutorial? I did not. Uh, I did briefly, but it's kind of short, and I don't remember anything about yeah. it. James, did you say you didn't? No, I blew right through it. But, I said, yeah, so I was gonna, yeah, so I was gonna, well, I was gonna, yeah, so I was gonna ask you guys, it, as I was, like, starting the game for the first time, I was like, would you like to do a tutorial? And in my head, I was like, oh, man, I wonder what this is gonna say about everybody on the show if yeah. I ask if they do tutorials or not. Do you typically blow through tutorials? So I've, I like to, like, in recent years, I used to just blaze through them, but, like, in recent years, like, they've been including, like, story beats in the tutorials for games. Yeah. Like, I know, like, the tutorial in, like, Dishonored 2 has, like, a really great story beat. And it's like, I would have missed that. I did miss that because I blazed through that, too, because I know how to play Dishonored. But, uh. like... <laughs> <laughs> I and when you say blaze through story. it, did you skip the tutorial, or did you just, like, speed do it? Uh, I just skipped. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I mean, there are a couple story beats in this one, um, but it's just like between Doctor and Raiden, so it's not yeah. really anything consequential. Um, but yeah, no, I was <laughs> mm-hmm. just kind of curious, especially with a game like this where it's like kind of a specific move set involved. I think for me, I just feel under-equipped starting until I've had a chance to like fuck with the controls, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Isaac, did you do the tutorial? Yeah, I, I usually I mean, do the tutorial. it's super short. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like it's two VR missions essentially, and the first one is literally hold R one and point in a direction. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, actually not t- like great tutorials. <laughs> like I think the best way, the thing about the the this like R zero zero chapter, this like first chapter we're gonna get into, um, I kind of felt like a like a more robust and effective tutorial. Yeah, like the, if they would have yeah, just yeah. thrown you thrown you in and then like let you play in that chapter. That would have been a fine tutorial. I think they. I think I don't think the whatever the fuck they gave us was necessary. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You're totally right about that. I think in, with this game in particular, that opening segment 100 percent was just a tutorial because it even yeah. gives you like on screen prompts right. for what buttons do what. Yeah. Nice. yeah like and and it was like even like they gave you like Raiden and he looks like less cool like a nerd in this one like so he's just kind of like it's a tutorial. It's just like oh okay you're mm-hmm. got it. Got it. I know what's going on now. Was anybody uh, in- upset that Raiden didn't say the word nerds once in this game? I know I Super was. upset. Um, so James, okay. just so you know, just so you know, in Metal Gear Solid 2, there's a <laughs> sequence where some character asks Raiden um, if he knows about the node. 
and Raiden just goes, did you say nerds? <laughs> it's out and of then, fucking nowhere. And then, it's and then Colonel just like, no, I said node. <laughs> just, <laughs> just like, like shuts wow, him down. No what reaction. a weird moment. <laughs> yeah, just out of fucking hey. nowhere. Hey kid, fuck you with a node. <laughs> It'd be like if you're like at a meeting at work and somebody was just like, Yeah, so what you're gonna need to know? And you're like, Did you say nerd? Like in front of everybody. It's like, who are you? <laughs> who the fuck is this guy? It's like who hi- who hired this man? Yeah. <laughs> this very, very strange boy. Yeah. So speaking of strange boys, let's talk about the strange boys riding in this limousine. Let's uh, let's let's kick off let's kick off this game. So yeah, as Sam alluded to, R00, so all the titles are called R and then a number. I don't know if the R stands for Raiden, Rising, Revengeance, uh, Repeat, Um, Rico, (laughs) Rico Suave. Um, But this chapter is called Guard Duty, um, and it's because our our, prissy, soft boy turned cyborg (laughs) ninja killer boy um, is now guarding uh, political VIPs for money. That's what he does now. Um, so if you wanted to know what Robo Raiden did after he woke up in the hospital at the end of Metal Gear Solid 4, he's protecting politicians for money. He just joined yeah. a PMC. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Um, James, you described the prime minister that he was uh, protecting yeah, as... he was uh, uh, James Earl Jones from Coming to America. Like, absolutely. <laughs> without a doubt. I was like, oh, this is going to be a great treat. We're going to get to Perfect. see Eddie Murphy's going to show up. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be really good. They the two the politician and his like assistant the prime minister and his assistant shared like a moment and it was like very tender yeah yeah it was very weird yeah it was just like there's there, it was nice right but it was like <laughs> oh these two guys they really appreciate each other it's very nice but it was just <laughs> yeah, like out of nowhere but like there's some kind of like undertone happening between the two of them right we never <laughs> yeah. get a chance to really explore it and i kind of wish there was a third dlc yeah it's just called like the bodyguard um, <laughs> the bodyguard it's just the bo- it's just we re- we play the movie the bodyguard except instead of kevin fucking costner whitney Houston, it's those two guys yes yeah it's very strange so essentially for everybody who doesn't have a ps3 or 360 so james you played this on an xbox one right so it's backwards compatible correct Nice. So it is backwards compatible on that. If you are unfortunately a PlayStation 4 owner, I think the only way you can play this is on a PS3. So I had oh, to wow. dust off my old PS3. That's really um, Super, super fun. Um, but that being said, if you don't have the, 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 the leisure finances to go get a PS3 to play this or play it on Steam or whatever, um, essentially there's this uh, Prime Minister. What country is he the Prime Minister of? Did you guys uh, catch fucking, that? Um, what, was it, it's an African country, so, correct? Somewhere in Africa, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so they're in a country. nondescript African country. Yeah. Um, and essentially, these two men are in this limousine, kind of driving to what appears to be some sort of political signing or some sort of like event. Um, but it's very weird because the game doesn't reveal that Raiden is sitting in front of them until like a couple minutes in. It was so like it kind of so uncomfortably <laughs> long. Yeah, it's like it's it reminded me of like the Call of Duty Modern Warfare, like Call of oh, Duty yeah. 4 opening. Um, and it was just these two boys like reminiscing about the good old 
country. Like they're like, oh man, the country's <laughs> everything's so great. We get like tight shots of kids playing basketball and like running through the street. Um, and for a second, you're like, what game is this? And then it like pans around, and there's our weird like metalloid Barbie doll man. <laughs> And he was just like, <laughs> he's just like, hey, you guys are talking about politics, right? Like, it's very weird. Yeah, he could and not then have they get more out of place, like, mm-hmm. with the setup that they gave us. It was like, yeah. What? It's super weird. Yeah. They're riding in this convoy, and then they get attacked out of nowhere by who I described at the time, before we knew his name, as Cyborg Don Pablo. Um, <laughs> yeah, just like, it just slices a tank in half. It's pretty badass. Um, so, like, I will yeah. just brace yourself if you're gonna play this game. Uh, this game tries really hard to be super choreographed and badass, and like mm. 99% of the time, it is. Like, it's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure, it like hits. It hits all the like the sweet spots. And like, I don't know. Even if you're not necessarily like into, it sucks because I don't want to say even if you're not an anime fan because I legitimately feel like there are anime that don't fall into the the garbage stereotypes but even if you're not into more action young adult anime um this game kind of i feel like transcends that sort of thing by trying to just be like metal as fuck as opposed to just anime yeah it's like it's like otakon's fever dream pretty much (laughs) just like one of my japanese animes yeah pretty much (laughs) um yeah, so essentially these bad guys show up, uh, as, as you guys alluded to. So Jetstream Sam, Sundowner, and uh, Metal Gear Ray, um, who are all going to get named kind of later on. Um, but Fucking this... Metal Gear Ray. I forgot when I played it, I forgot that Metal Gear Ray was like one of the first things you fight. Mm-hmm. Which is fucking... it's super cool, though. Yeah, because essentially kind of what the game's doing is like if you've been a Metal Gear fan for this entire time, you're kind of starting this game off with like the main kind of fodder bad guy being like the big badass from metal gear solid 2 so it's Mm -hmm. it's super fun it's like the same equivalent if it would have been like hey it's metal gear solid 2 and the first enemy you encounter is like metal gear rex and then solid snake just like fucks it up it's just like oh my god like what's (laughs) happening um so it's interesting but this this game definitely does a lot of things in this opening moment that I really dig um and that I know everybody compares games to this game. Uh it feels very much so like Dark Souls 1 to me where like yeah. you're introduced to the pantheon that you're going to be murdering. Uh <laughs> yeah. at, like all They don't the... They don't do all of them which I was disappointed yeah, in most because of them. there's like there's like two other ones and obviously the final boss that you don't get introduced to but you meet two of them this particular one and it would have been cool i realized like i realized when they introduced mistral i was like oh they never did a fucking like all the bosses are gathered in one place cut scene like yeah yeah monsoon and mistral are the two that are missing and we'll we'll get to them but yeah effectively you you cut down the sort of like regular fodder enemies pretty easily i don't think there's they're ever really that difficult until kind of towards the end of the game they kind of just have more hit points that's about it mm-hmm. <laughs> they get bulkier like there are a couple of different units but like the basic like troop unit you can just like always like throughout the game if you go into if you go into like blade mode you can always just straight up just slash them immediately and mm-hmm. um take their shit which is like which which makes for some pretty cool moments like i i remember running up on a guy and he saw me and i was just like nope slope and then he was just dead. <laughs> yeah and you can also like slash like multiples all at once so i know i've like cut down like three or four like in one blade which is super good 
Um, but yeah, so essentially you enter this, the first boss battle, which is like you're damaging Metal Gear Ray's feet and then doing these like QTE sequences. And then you guys, Raiden catches the Metal Gear's <laughs> knife yeah, he does. and then fucking just throws chucks it out it. of the stadium. <laughs> just fucking chucks it. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. And, like, if you hadn't realized already, this game is going to be fucking great. Yeah, it just, we start off with a bang, man. Like, the QTEs are, like, kind of like Azura's Wrath level Mm -hmm. QTEs, where it's just, like, quick, do a QTE to, like, split the planet in half. Like, it's insane. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, the battle then turns into this, like, crazy chase sequence um, where we're running through part of the town um, it's pretty cool because like all these terrorists are just like blowing up the city around you as you're running, um, mm. and then you battle the Metal Gear Ray again on top of the roof. Um, and this this particular portion of the Metal Gear Ray battle kind of feels m- akin to like the first Turtles in Time boss for the oh. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade <laughs> yeah. cabinet. Wow, just sort what of like, a fucking reference like that, or even like some of the bosses from Nier and Bayonetta. It's just sort of like big head of an enemy dodge the yeah. attacks and then punch it in the face right kind of deal yeah but then like once you punch it in the face and it runs away it shoots missiles at you and you have to jump on the missiles and run up the oh, missiles it was so good to which it. is sick as fuck <laughs> it was so um, cool. which happens again with the helicopters yeah this game is just like so and i so we didn't talk about this yet but like as all these qtes are happening explosions are everywhere and you're just like being overstimulated like this game is just straight like if you're just eating sugar out of the container um there's this like (laughs) there's this music playing and (laughs) the music dude the music is like it's like early 2000s alt rock by way of like disturbed doing like (laughs) puddle of mud or something it's so weird It's so good, though. Like, it's really fucking good. Like, it adds to it. Yeah, it really, it's crazy. Like, I couldn't imagine any other soundtrack. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, and so if at, the, if at this point you're still not convinced, like, this game is just going to get crazier, because not only do you do the missile running evasion shit, but you then start doing this gravity-defying tower run. Mm-hmm. Which is like imagine Raiden running down the Washington Monument in DC while like slashing at robots, mm-hmm. like it's that it's bananas. Um, but then we get the super wonderful plot beat where you just get disempowered as fuck and you get destroyed by Jetstream yeah. Sam. Because like the whole thing is like they're you're trying to like save the prime minister because they kidnapped him to destabilize the the nation, and they wind up killing him. Um. Like, Raiden rushes this dude, even though there's another dude there, which is a very bad mistake, and then they wind up killing the Prime Minister. And we're on a train now, by the way. So we're on a moving train. So again, this game's just like, (laughs) fuck it, dude, everything. Like, go. Here we go. Boom, boom, boom. And then uh, Sundowner gets away, the big boy, and then, who, who, by the way, his smile is rendered very creepily, and I don't like it. (laughs) I love it. Um, I also love his, um, like, southern affectation in the voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to destabilize the nation. Dude, it's perfect. Like, he's just like, we're going to pour a little whiskey on it, god damn it. And you're god, just like, fucking, god damn it. God bless a fucking America. 
why is everybody always talking about how bad war is? I love it. I fucking love it. If it was a woman, I'd give it a hug. I love it. Like, it's just like, what's going on? I was like, was that a direct quote? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, you just get, like, so this game does this cool thing. And I feel like this might be, like, the smartest chapter of the game because it's, like, trying to win you over. But, like, mm. it just makes you feel so empowered right out the gate. And then it's like, oh, guess what? This other dude's about to just fucking own you like instantly and so it's kind of like the the Mega Man x and zero or excuse me Mega Man x and vile moment from og Mega Man x on super nintendo it's like this guy shows up you get fucked up but essentially if you notice he's using all the same sort of like moves and stuff that you're going to then get which is cool mm. so yeah and that's that was, that was pretty much that first chapter um Isaac and James, I want to check in. I want to do a little check-in. So me and Sam had played this before, so we were just like, let's do it. Um, if anything, in this chapter, I found my love for this game because I was like, shit, I don't remember loving it this much when I played it the first time. <laughs> um, what were you guys' thoughts coming out of this? Like, did you like yeah, it? Yeah, did it make you feel better or worse about the prospects of playing the rest of the game? It's one of the best intros to a game ever. I felt like I was off to the races. I felt simultaneously empowered and, like, super defeated. Which is always good. <laughs> I felt uh, I always felt like a kinship with him about his whole eye situation. Felt good about that. Oh no! Uh, oh god! Uh, oh no! Too here, too real. Here we go. <laughs> oh, classic. Isaac, how'd you feel? Were you ready to ride white line? No, I really line? liked it. Actually, I. So for some reason, I always thought this game sucked like i always thought the reviews were terrible <laughs> whoa dude for this game and i don't to be know. honest i think you i think you can be forgiven for thinking that just on like first glance i think yeah just because like, oh, like, looks like some gamestop cheese yeah, yeah. um but <laughs> a little pub cheese i really like the music when you when you when uh, uh when you're fighting a boss I just, I just kinda, imagine Isaac like yes. standing up at his TV with his wireless controller, just like rocking the Dude. fuck out. <laughs> I put it down like I air guitared it all day. Yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely, I definitely did have a moment where I was like, "Am I going to look this music up later? Is this just going to be my song? Jam?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just like headbanging, and I'm just like smashing this Metal Gear, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, who knew that Metal Gear just needed more metal and cyborg? <laughs> It imagine, felt like an imagine anime. fucking yeah imagine fucking fighting revolver ocelot if it had like some fucking butt metal going <laughs> if everybody yeah if it just had some jamming ass like stoner metal sludge <laughs> and Play like some fucking sublime you and ocelot are just like fucking rock'em sock'em roboting like all over the countryside would <laughs> be amazing <laughs> So I think we can safely say we we need to see like a Metal Gear Solid Five Rising crossover. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That'd be pretty um, great. So uh, going into chapter one, called Coup d'État. Um, this is actually where the original demo took place, um, and the demo being the one that packed in was under the Ender's remastered for PS3 and Xbox 360. Um, essentially, this whole mission, I want to say, up until the fight with the dog was in the demo apologies i have hiccups um so we finally kind of get introduced to raiden's full support cast um so we've got boris who is this 
cross between like your Italian mechanic um, and a Russian man. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a cu- cousin Roman. Who by- yeah. cousin Roman? Yes, totally. Who, by the way, at the end of the last chapter, saves you from being killed by Sam by showing up on a fucking helicopter with a with a minigun, <laughs> um, and also fucking says kept you waiting huh because oh, of course yeah. somebody has somebody has to say it in this video game that's super good real quick i just want to point out and i'm not going to edit it out um the dog that's barking in the background isaac is that your dog that'd be frank but uh, hey. isaac can you tell us <laughs> can, can you tell us so isaac's dog is colored it's like the same color as Whoa. the foxhound logo and his name is frank i love it <laughs> wow <laughs> yes, a little yes, frank yeah. yeager it's a little uh little callback anyway little but callback. i don't know if it'll Get picked up in the microphone. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're fine. I just want to point out the, the sorry. cool little goofy <laughs> Metal Gear tie-in. Um, yeah, so we got Doctor, who's this weird German mad scientist with a bolo tie. Can we talk about? It. Can I, we talk about that Doctor? I, I loved his his love comment it. about yes. if, if the walls had fallen earlier, he'd be a Nobel Prize winner. I'm like, I don't, I don't think that's true, dog. <laughs> life was for you. <laughs> yeah right and then we have kev the aforementioned uh african-american pervert that's on the team uh, he's a real cool cool guy kev um Super cool. kev's cool i like kev he's uh he's got a good head he, on his shoulders so i well I, he's cool up until like later on in the game he gets really angry about like the mission that you're going to be doing later in the game oh uh, yeah 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 he used to get like really the, re- the reverse like, diehard situation that occurred. yeah 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 and then we've got Courtney, who is sort of the sort of prototypical Metal Gear busty support character, I guess. I don't know. I Metal Gear doesn't. So let me ask you guys this real quick: Is Metal Gear does, does it have a lot of busty women in it? Yeah. I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if that's really true. Like, there's always one kind of voluptuous uh, like woman. Sniper Wolf in the first one. Um, I guess technically Fortune. I guess in the second one. I wouldn't really call Rosemary like bust. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. Um, Eva, yes. Eva. So she's just kind of like your female support cast save game codec call. Which, like, can we pause for a second? I forgot there was a codec in this game. I used it in the, this first <laughs> chapter and never fucking used it again. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I used it. Yeah. Once. Mm. Oh, yeah. You don't need to. Yeah, so I, I did it a couple times to talk to them. There's a trophy for talking to them a lot. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I will just say like the conversations go r- a little too long. Like, I, mm. there was a couple times when I'm like, "Oh, I think I need to." I I forgot what I needed to do. I need more information, so I go in the codec, thinking they would give me information pertaining to the mission. But then they would. I mean, it. it they gave me a uh, backstory of like the game, but the mm. conversations went on for like minutes, and I was like, "Come on." Mm-hmm. I want to present this thought to you guys because I like the Kodak conversations sometimes would go on for a while in the other Metal Gear games too. And I wonder if it's a symptom of this game being such a fast paced game that maybe you're too impatient for the longer Kodak calls. But in the other Metal Gear games, since they're a little bit slower, a little bit more stealthy or a little bit more methodic, that the the conversations don't bother as much. I think it's a fair theory. I'm also very, very nervous that it's just because we've walked away from this game series for so long, and I'm really, really worried that for the other games that we're going to talk about at the end of this episode that we'll be covering, that we're just going to be like, fuck, I don't have a stomach for these cutscenes anymore. 
Because it kind of happened to me with this, like, real talk, and I don't know if it's just because I've beat it before or what. Towards the end, I started skipping cutscenes. Skipping cutscenes? Yeah, I was like, dog, I don't have time for this. Like, and it might have also oh, been, like, shit. spoiler alert, like, me, James, and Isaac kind of, like, played up until, like, the day before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but still, yeah, I, I, don't, good, I don't know. I was a good boy and beat it two days before. Right, Yeah, right. good guy, Sam. Anyway. So that's the codex stuff. Um, I will say the one fun fact is I discovered that the voice actress for Courtney is also the voice actress for Haruko Har- or Haruhara Haruko from FLCL. Um, I literally <laughs> oh, I heard her, yeah, I heard her say a word, and I was like, oh, shit, I know who Courtney is. And then I looked it up <laughs> online, and I was like, yes. It was that's very awesome. fun. Yeah. So she's the American voice actress, or mm-hmm. the English-speaking voice actress. I don't know if she's Canadian or, or some British or something, but she <laughs> is English. Anyway, um, so Raiden's body got fucked up by, I was going to say by Steamboat Willie, uh, by Jet Stream <laughs> Sam. <laughs> um, oh, and so he gets a new body, and it's it's one where Doctor says, oh, you got to get this MF, MCFC electrolytes that are in the spinal column, spinal column of your enemies. So that's when this whole Zandatsu mechanic starts to happen. Yeah, um, they kind of they, like they the battle system. It, it doesn't get any more complex than this. But if you're coming from chapter R00 into this first like official chapter, they, they drop it on you. They just it's like, oh, wow, this is a little bit more complicated than I first thought. And then once you get used to it, it's fine again. But. For sure. Um, and we already covered the left-hand stuff, but this is where it gets mentioned for the first time by Doctor. Yeah. It's a creepy um, fucking collection. Yeah, so we're flying in. Raiden's, like, laying on his belly in, like, a stealth bomber that's, like, fucking flying across the ocean. <laughs> um, he's just, like, just... Oh, uh, It was really weird. So this game up until this point, like... This game up until this point hasn't really leaned into how weird it's going to get with the dialogue and stuff. But the game does start to get into, like, people making fucking weird jokes um people just straight saying things like fuckers and like motherfucker and like fuck you which is like very out of character yeah Metal gear it went all um out. it's like yeah it's just like it feels like the punk rock version of shadow Metal of the gear. hedgehog yeah it's very weird so anyway i was very at this point i was very weirded out by the fact that when raiden goes ready for insertion that no one was just like because <laughs> uh, it was just like i don't know like up until this point i was just like all right i guess the fucking 12 year old wrote this with a crayon but all right <laughs> oh my gosh it was very weird anyway um so yeah the whole situation is some terrorists uh supplied with weapons from desperado llc um which is the pmc employing uh jetstream sam and sundowner who just took the uh who killed the prime minister earlier um, they have taken over a nation's military via something that very nonchalantly gets thrown out there, bra- brain jacking. Mm. Um, and then Raiden is deployed to bring peace to the situation using his uh, hella sweet samurai ninja moves. This game can't really quite seem to land on whether or not Raiden's a ninja or a samurai. Raiden's a ninja, Sam is a samurai. He's a nin- ninjamurai. That's what he is. Ninjammers. Windjammers. Good game. <laughs> yep. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, so uh, the brain jacking and some of the brain shit that's going to happen later on. This game is almost as if Ghost in the Shell hung out with Metal Gear a little too long. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we get dropped in and I would say sort of this main area sort of takes the mold of what the rest of the game is going to be like, which is like these big open maps for you to kind of do some exploration. 
Um, and uh, there's sort of these like pseudo stealth elements where like as you enter new spaces, not everyone in the space is immediately going to be privy to the fact that you're there. So you can kind of do some sneak attack stuff. Um, you can collect ammunition for the sub weapons that we talked about. Um, but this little conflict in this little tiny nation island or whatever is kind of just like a microcosm for the whole game. Like this is kind of what the whole game's going to be like. Um, and there is some like civilian rescue shit that you can do. So every once in a oh, while you'll come God. across these PMCs that have like a civilian on their knees. I saved probably two of them, but they're really <laughs> fucking hard to do. So there's one yeah. here. I think there's one every chapter or two every chapter. Um, they're not in every chapter. There's there's like a couple. Yeah, most of the time it kind of sucks because like if you're just slicing and dicing mm-hmm. and fucking slamming on the accelerator, um, the guards will be notified. Slamming that like, subscribe button. Yeah, if you're just doing a dainty slam of that subscribe dainty button. Slam of that subscribe button. <laughs> um, chances are they're gonna fucking execute these civilians like when you're like I absolutely five hundred feet away. Yeah, everybody yeah. died. I I didn't save a single <laughs> civilian. Hell yeah. Um, so can I talk about how I handled the stealth in this game? And then we can kind of pass it around. This would be a good time to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> so so I did in a couple sections where I was like, fuck it. I don't want to have to fight these two big-ass gorilla UGs. Um, mm. So like, I would backstab them and get through it that way. But there are definitely plenty of sequences in this game where I was like, nah, baby. Like, we're going to go fast. And I think that, honestly, I think the game, like, it put it in there, I think, to give you the choice, kind of, but this game wants you to fucking go balls to the wall. Yeah, it feels more like, almost like a, like a cameo, where it's like, yeah. hey, remember the game that this is based on? <laughs> <laughs> they even have, like, the alert sound, so when you get seen, you get the little bring or whatever, yeah. um, and we got a bunch of recurring uh, enemies from the other game so the, the little dwarf geckos and then the gecko uh metal gears are in this as well in this map yeah and the fucking the uh the the flight packs that accompany oh yeah yeah, yeah yep yeah how'd you guys handle the uh so james and isaac how'd you guys handle the stealth <laughs> i know isaac had a little stealth background coming into this uh james how uh did yeah. you just fucking I, wreck I, shop i didn't i was like i got this sweet sword i think i'll just i think i'll just cut <laughs> I'll just cut. <laughs> That's gonna be enough for me, dog. Just like <laughs> there was um, there's one section in the game that I actually did stealth all the way through because like I couldn't not. Mm-hmm. Um, which was in the underground where it's dark unless you have your AR vision on. Mm-hmm. That was about the only time I stealth because all those fucking gorillas uh, until. I realized that you fight them, and when you fight them and go into open combat, it illuminates it for you. And I was like, "Oh, I don't have to worry about this anymore. Fuck it." So <laughs> yeah, and that's like really my only problem with the game is like kind of that section because it's like, why the fuck is the AR vision mode going to immediately go away every single time that I want to do anything other than see the detective Batman mode thing? Right. Yeah. Because it's like you try to run, you try to interact with an object, you try and fight something, it just goes away. Mm-hmm. But which makes no sense. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, you are trudging along this sort of like the ruins. It, this is this is a very Metal Gear Solid Four level. You're kind of trudging through this like big, dilapidated city. Um, Raiden enters in this area, and uh, the dog robot that we joked around about in our skit so um, shows up here. I love this dog. Call him Good Boy Chainsaw Dog. Yeah, Good Boy Chainsaw Dog. Um, LQ84I, which is what he's called at first. 
uh, fights you, and he is just uh, AI with a dog body um, with a chainsaw tail. And there's three phases of this. Um, again, I was playing New Game Plus, so like all my stats were maxed, so I just fucking kind of slammed through these. Um, but he essentially will fight you in these three phases. Between every phase, there's kind of like he jumps up on a wall and then calls reinforcements, which actually is good for you because you can use the Zandatsu to heal yourself if you don't want to mm-hmm. use the items. Um, and it's kind of, I don't know, I, I think this boss fight is kind of like a final exam for the, for the tutorial mission shit that you should have yeah. mm-hmm. kind of had squared yeah. away. Because like, it's like the first time where it's just like you need to combine literally everything you know about for the sure. game thus far to beat it. Um, parrying and fucking Zendatsu and all kinds of stuff. Um, and it's a good fight. It's not difficult, but it's um, it's challenging enough. Yeah. And we're not going to, so we're definitely not going to cover uh, all of the collectibles because I 100% did not do oh, that. No. That's fucked. But I will say this for this one, there is like a little storage house that's in the boss arena. And the only reason why I'm pointing it out is like, there will be these doors that you encounter where you can just fucking cut straight in through these doors and like go into these cool little inside spaces, which I wish the game would have done more with. Um, but yeah, um, then you get chased by some helicopters. We get a little chop, uh, chopper fight sequence. I had unlimited sub weapons, so I just shot the shit out of this thing with an RPG and kept going. <laughs> I like the where well, you run across the bridge though, and you run like it's like some kind of like Crash Bandicoot, like run towards the camera mission. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, how did you? I, how did you guys? I couldn't figure that out at, at first. Like it was very. Um, everything was so fast, and I was like, and it flashed on the screen. Like hold the L um, analog stick, and then hit R one or something like that. And for some reason, I couldn't figure out what they were wanting me to do. And it was very weird at first, but I, I mean, I, I figured it out eventually <laughs> after getting hit by. <laughs> Isaac's like Couple I missiles, but... stopped there because I could never get it. So oh, here we yeah, are. I, never got I, it. Yeah. I, I legitimately there's a moment we're gonna get to where I 100 percent died 11 times in a row. <laughs> what? Um, Holy and, and shit! It, Jeez, and it's dude. very it's very embarrassing. I had I had okay. So here's something that I will say that I'm proud of. I had three continues the entire time, um, and it, they were all because um, I just didn't t- press a button in time during a QTE. Mm-hmm. Like I fell off of a fucking building and then like died and that's how I died and I'm I was very proud of that. Yep. Yikes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Um. Yeah. This this game. So it's interesting. The character designs kind of look like the shopkeep from Bayonetta one in this game. <laughs> um. And not only that, but like a lot of the shit, like sort of this like ever changing gameplay, where like for some gameplay you're gonna be like flying a jetpack for some gameplay you're going to be running away from explosions for other gameplay you're going to be fighting you might be doing stealth a lot of this stuff including like the way the camera shifts during it definitely pop back up in like near automata and like some of their later games as well so this is kind of a cool this game's kind of a cool culmination of like oh this is ev- like a little bit of every platinum game i feel like is in this game which is cool okay. um but yeah, so Raiden gets to this vantage point. He spies on... So we forgot to mention up at the top. So the terrorists that have taken over this country are run by this Russian man named Dolzaev. Um, and Raiden gets to a vantage point and he sees through his uh, binoculars that this is, uh, Dolzaev is uh, pointing a gun at a real sexy lady. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the, sort of this refinery. The woman looks at Raiden 
Riding gets real <laughs> creeped out. Someone calls Ryden, asks why his heart rate is jacked. No, up. no, 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 no. You're missing a very critical point. Where's the, she where blows is... a she blows a kiss at him. Oh, I forgot about. And that. it makes like a like a heart thing, and he jumps. He like fucking jumps. He like jumps out and of his then, skin. He freaks. Yeah, and then doctor asks doctor asks about his heart rate, and he says. I dodged a bullet. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I I feel like so there are like maybe two or three moments in the whole game where Raiden will begrudgingly be like, I have a wife and a baby at home. And you're just like, oh, (laughs) oh, yeah, you do. What's happening? But yeah, anyway, so our journey now, the shift becomes instead of, and again, the only reason why we're here is because like, oh, the guys who killed the prime minister. So, and I had to constantly like pause and remind myself like, why the fuck are we here again? Like at several points in this game. Um, <laughs> but effectively. Doesn't matter. Kill shit. Yeah, pretty much. But effectively now your objective shifts to like go to the refinery and figure out what the fuck's going on. So we're, we're yeah. heading there. There's this like every once in a while there'll be this like kind of optional battles that pop up where your support crew will say, oh, hey. We just got a distress signal, but like it's always just kind of like fight two of the thing that you're about to fight. Yeah, and it's like okay. It was like, and you know what the crazy thing about it is like this is the only time that happens in the game. I think no, it like, happens hey, in we the got second it. time. It happens it? in the sewers. Yeah. Oh, because that's uh, well, I, I fought all you, those flamethrower boys like way early. Oh, like I think I fought yeah, like yeah. seven of them or some shit before you encounter them in the game. Gotcha. See, even so though, like even with two, like it does, like it happens so like like not not often like it's weird yeah it's like they forgot about it it's like there was some weird side quest mode that they wanted to implement and just didn't have time i want to ask all y'all all y'all a question when you were fighting those fucking helicopters and it fucking charges you low to the ground did anybody have the thought that's not how a helicopter <laughs> never sam <laughs> in my mind that's exactly how helicopters yeah, helicopters <laughs> and rhinos operate in the same way as that they True. get real close and they charge. That's exactly right. <laughs> I mean, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming they were trying to kill him with the blades, but Yeah, I mean, okay. That w- <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I can you imagine if they just like just reskinned other enemies as helicopters? Like mm. it's just like, huh, weird, this helicopter's acting like a dog. I don't what's going on here? <laughs> But anyway. Oh, here's an, here's another thing that we didn't talk about, and this is something that pertains to pretty much every boss in the game. Um, after you beat the boss, once you get him to a certain point, you do a QTE, and then you get to Zandatsu and fucking slice them the fuck to death. Yeah, it's like sort and of then after the end animation of every fight. Yeah, and then after every fight, they contact you on your fucking codec and talk to you and have like one final monologue. And it's very weird. Yeah, it's very like Assassin's Creed, like, hey, I stabbed you in the face, yep. but I'm going to hold you and close your eyes and talk to you for 10 minutes. <laughs> Requiescat in pace. Yeah, I'm going to talk to you in this weird death cocoon that you've created. <laughs> um, which I don't know, yeah. I've never killed a man in real life, so I don't know if you kill somebody, you get teleported to like a weird white room and you well, get to talk for let 10 me minutes. Tell and then... Uh- <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> But, I'm uh, glad you said something because if you didn't say something, I was going to. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah. So, uh, what after helicopter, we get introduced to these dwarf geckos. Um, we do this kind of interesting, like turn on your Batman detective mode to not get hit with the trip wires. Um, mm. once you get them, once you get them queued up in your vision, you can take off the AR mode and ninja sprint through it, which is pretty cool. Um, but then we fight. Mistral, who's like the first, I guess, kind of proper boss. Um, mm-hmm. c- 
clearly, uh, my notes here say clearly she's the mother of Widowmaker and Sombra from Overwatch combined. Mm. Um, but yeah. I am gonna say she, she she's the best girl of Metal Gear Rising. <laughs> best girl. I mean, on, me. only. I mean, only girl. I guess Courtney, but only yeah, girl. True. She's that's got like that. Suit she's got that Rihanna boobs. hair. She does that, her suit. That her suit makes her boobs look like really fucking huge. And also, <laughs> Platinum has a very very strict design book, right? Because. She has those heels. It's like straight out of Bayonetta. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and also near because uh, 2B definitely yeah. is rocking those fucking stilettos. Yeah. She says she says something like she was talking about how like she was she like a bunch of people. And she says the phrase, but I butchered those fuckers in such yeah. an unconvincing, like nonchalant way. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I don't believe this coming from you. You sound bored. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. Um, it isn't uh, kind of refreshing in uh, direct uh, conflict with the woe is me, they made me eat my whole family fucking insanity that came from MGS4. <laughs> Literally every of those, every one of those backstories involves somebody eating somebody. Yeah, it's very weird. But yeah, um, it's my notes go from uh, this is the weird conversation with this woman too, and I quote, quote, Raiden absolutely decimates her. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, uh, yeah, and all the bosses, like, so you kind of, you go through these, like, two or three phases where you'll kind of do, like, regular combat. For her, there's, like, a bunch of dwarf geckos, and she's got this weird, like, Shiva, Hindu, like, I have a thousand arms kind of backpack, which is pretty cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then she, like, take, then she takes all the arms off and makes, like, weapons out of them, which is yeah, weird. Yeah, it's fucking, like, crazy pole arm, which you get to use. And it's dope. so good, yeah. But anyway, so you you kind of do these like, like she'll fight you like normal. Then she'll send a bunch of geckos, and she'll jump up or dwarf geckos, and then she jumps up, and then she throws like projectiles, and then she you just rinse and repeat that until she's yeah. dead. And then you go into your blade mode and one hundred percent cut her into fucking ribbons, like it's ridiculous. Did y'all have any like trouble with this one? Like, was it? Uh, n- not really. I mean, okay, I'm going to precursor everything with I was on easy mode, so (laughs) there's that. But I didn't think it was that hard to figure out. Um, Damn, Isaac. Guys, come on. I mean, honestly, honestly, like the the game, it follows a very strict, like, battle progression where it's just pretty simple to understand. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, Yeah, it's good. Feels good in your hands. It feels good. Mm. Melts and buff. Yeah. And you. (laughs) <laughs> just melting and both simultaneously and your other places <laughs> yikes exactly. yeah James what do you think of uh, what do you think of old girl Miss Strahl with the Rihanna hair I think that the way you described her was perfect like uh, the I'm already blanking on the Overwatch characters names but when I read that in your notes I was like oh yeah <laughs> that's absolutely Sombra and Widowmaker Sombra and Widowmaker yeah it's Thank like Sam for the assist too sexy for her own good yeah I was like kind of like I was like distracted. I was like, "Who is this woman? <laughs> she, she should be in a Who different is this like coffee dipped woman speaking I wanna, with like a French accent? Why is she so mean? I want to wanna me? jump ahead. <laughs> oh, I want her to be the, more mean to me. The Blade Wolf DLC. She is very mean the, to Blade Wolf. Oh God, um, I gotta go play that. But like the weird, but there, BRB. But, <laughs> the weird flirtation when, when she's like, "I'm I'm only I'm only half French." What? Yeah. <laughs> the um, I, I will I will jump it forward. And there's a scene in the um, the Blade Wolf DLC where her little dwarf geckos are like like grabbing her butt and like holding her up in like a chair, 
And there are two things happening in this scene where one, they're just like grabbing her inappropriately to hold her up, but they're like quivering under her weight because there's only like three of them holding her up. And two, they are weirdly, I believe, sexually attracted to her. These dwarf geckos. Yeah. Interesting. What is she doing with these hands outside of work hours? I don't know. It's like they make a point where, like, they do, like, an angle where, like, they show underneath her and they just show, like, a dwarf gecko's arm just, like, grabbing her butt cheeks. <laughs> like, fucking... <laughs> Great. It's very strange. Aren't video games inclusive <laughs> and comforting? <laughs> anyway. Um, you kill her and then Dulcayev is, like, even though he was arguing with her, is, like, I think in love with her. Oh, it was really... Decides- yeah, so hold on. Let's pause for a second. So Dulcayev is just, like... Um, so Mistral says to Raiden, like, some kind of, like, I love you shit, which feels like it comes out of nowhere. And Dulce yeah. comes out of nowhere and he's like, Mistral, I had no idea you. And Raiden cuts him off and goes, she was talking to me. And you're just like, what? <laughs> and then Dulce blows himself up with the yeah, plant. He, yeah, he had, like, a plan to, like, blow the plant up and, like, destabilize the nation or some shit, but it didn't work, apparently. Like, it was... Also, the, also let it be known this this the plot point of the rig the refinery was built with Russian money for Russian money never comes back up ever again. Yeah, the, can I be honest with this? The plot in this game is kind of like whose line is it anyway? It doesn't really matter. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, Sam? I wrote a college dissertation paper on this game. <laughs> I had Welcome a whole to Metal Gear Rising second. Revengeance where the gameplay is made up and the plot doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, can we? So, chapter two. We uh, chapter two. Where are we here? Because there's a car at the beginning that says oh, Nevada on the fuck. license plate, but one hundred percent looks like we're in Mexico. This is this for introductory cutscene for chapter two is probably my favorite video game moment of all time <laughs> because wow, tell us what dri- Tell us what I happens, would like. Sam. I need to talk about this in detail. So you're driving down the road <laughs> for your next mission. You're going into your next mission, and you're trying to find the secret lab, Desperado secret lab. And they're talking about how uh, why I don't dis- fucking know, but yeah, yeah. Who, I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> who can say? Um, but they're talking. Bor- I think Boris or somebody's talking Borat, about how you need Boris. You, you need to have a disguise, and Ryden's like, "It's okay, I got a disguise," <laughs> um, and. And while you're in this car, you you uh, you are. It is revealed that they repaired and uh, they repaired they repaired Wolf, and now he's on your side. Um, and you're in Mexico, and you pull up in your very shiny, fancy, uh, very descript, very out there car. Um, and out of the fucking car walks right in full cyborg in his sombrero and a poncho, um, with a giant fucking robot dog. And these two Mexican guys walk up to, like, are walking down the street and they see Raiden. And as he's going into these sewers, and they're just like, what the fuck? It's a robot in Spanish. And then he takes off the poncho and the sombrero and goes, adios, amigos, and just leaves them above the sewer and goes into the sewer. And ladies and gentlemen, that is Oscar worthy. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I've got best a animated like, short. Just submit that cutscene. The best animated short. That's all. I mean, come on. Yeah, dude. I saw that and I was just like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> like, it's who, literally the 
best. I do. So I want to say this. I discovered playing this game a second time. All of the cutscenes have this weird, uncanny feel to them where it feels like somebody took a bunch of assets from this game akin to how you see the video game characters in those like porn banner ads. It feels wow. like somebody just took all the assets and just like Steam Filmmaker. Like, source mode, just fucking, like, bump some action figures together. Everybody's fucking mouths are too big. Yeah, everything feels like it's Xavier Renegade Angel from Adult Swim. Like, it's very fucking weird. Too In an weird. endearing way. In an endearing way. I love it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, when like when those guys see him going to the sewer and they're just, like, bewildered, they, their mouths drop open. And they fucking drop, like, 40 feet. Like, their mouths open. Like, they dislocate their jaws. And it's like, oh. Uh-huh? <laughs> it's yeah so uh long story short we went from a train level to a sewer level in fucking two hours flat as you so mm-hmm. video games ladies and gentlemen um mm-hmm. at least they're getting them out of the way uh i would say which is great but we fight some gorilla looking ugs down here um mm-hmm. they just some real thick boys with some big old arms and legs these motherfuckers mm-hmm. hit like a dump truck too mm-hmm. <laughs> um they punch they got dumps like a truck 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 yeah dude um Likewise, you. Uh, I found my first kind of uh, pugilist dwarves down here. The two dudes stacked on top of each other. I really wish that we would have. Uh, I wish it could have been a real Metal Gear Solid Four moment where we have the three dwarf geckos hiding under a fucking trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, we drop in, a, in down a grate, and uh, guys, we meet George. What are your What are your thoughts on George? And what are your thoughts on the fact? That George's first lines in this game the are fucking a fucking ninja vanilla rap. ice ninja go rap reference. <laughs> like, who wrote this game? A genius. Oh man, I'm gonna let you guys start because I got some shit to say about George. So James, what, James, what do you think about George? Where do you even start with George? I mean, what a fucking character. <laughs> I think I I love how he talks and simultaneously feel very uncomfortable with how he talks. Yeah. He kind of sounds like somebody doing a very bad little Jacob impression. (laughs) Oh my god, you're totally right. I feel like all of the voices (laughs) in this game are just people doing bad GTA 4 character impressions. (laughs) Now that you point that out. We got Roman, we got little Jacob, Brucey's in there. Oh my I think God. I think the I think the best part about George too is that if you if you have subtitles on when he talks they do subtitles yeah. like what he's say, actually saying isn't that weird but then like they translate it in parentheses below so what he's saying and then like what it means that made it, I, it. that I made think. it way worse for he me comes like this lot. is this is not good this is uncomfortable he calls he calls later like later on in the game he calls somebody hot for days mm. um, oh yeah and and we'll get to who he does he says that too but it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about George's little crush. Oh, I can't wait for that. (laughs) Isaac, what do you think of our little boy from Ghana? I can't remember. What do you call people from Ghana? Ghana. Ghana, Ghana, I think. Ganon. Ganondorf. (laughs) This Ganondorf boy, George. Wow. Ganondorf boy, George. There's a lot of references in there. I like that. (laughs) Sorry. Go ahead. That's like five references. I honestly think it's... It's Guyanese being serious. Yeah, no, I, I think, think right. but I'm not like. I think they say sure. it in the game. How old is he? Isaac, I think he's like twelve. <laughs> yeah, that's he's a child. That was my biggest. He does not. He doesn't sound talk like a child. Like a child. He doesn't sound like, sound like a, a child. He doesn't talk. Yeah, it's. Um, it's like a twenty-four-year-old man. Interesting. Um, Ryan has a little sad moment too with him. 
I didn't oh, think yeah. I didn't think George would be like this big recurring character. Right. I thought it was just some kid that he saves, like all the other. Uh, oh no, George is civilians. the one for the ride. <laughs> he's the, oh, yeah. he's the chosen he's one. Key character. Yeah. Yeah. So he has uh, Ryan asks him what his name is, and he says George, and Ryan has a little sad moment because he was thinking about Solidus. Oh, thinking about old whose George name, Sears. His name is George Sears. Yeah. Forgot about that. So, James, and I, I don't know how much you know about Metal Gear Solid 2 going into this, but Raiden was raised as a Ugandan child soldier. Uh. Um, and so Raiden has this weird backstory where he's, like, bred as this weird murderer boy, which the right. game goes into tons of detail about. Oh, yeah. but... <laughs> it's like, that's the best Christmas song. It's like, you forget Little Drummer Boy, Little Murderer Boy. Is my favorite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> little Murder Boy. No, as, as the game went on, I, I was like, oh, can we just get, like, a like a side story of just this little boy just murdering? <laughs> Give me that yeah. game. Can we get that, the game? Um, we kind of do. told me, go fuck them all up. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, the game gets extremely fucking dark right here. Because not only, like, Raiden's weird fucking mental state trip, but, like... The game explicitly states that the villains of the game are experimenting on children's brains. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it gets really uncomfortable after this. But, Sam, what you got for George? It, well, I, I, I said I was going to let you guys go first, and then I said all my stuff yep. anyway because I'm a terrible person. <laughs> but um, cool. I, think my fa- I think my favorite part about this cutscene, though, is that like when, when George tells him writing about all the brains – he grabs George. He like jolts and grabs George by the shoulders. Like, well, well, which way? Which way do I go? <laughs> and it's just like, why have you grabbed this child by the shoulders? You are yeah, a very why, large. Why are you touching this boy? Angry oh, ninja man. cyborg. Don't touch him like that. Please don't touch my son. <laughs> Never talk to me or my son ever again. Ugh. Um, and the cardboard the cardboard box shows up here, which is pretty cool. Classic, mm-hmm. classic Metal Gear. Um and I don't even think other than pickups that there's a fucking cardboard box and survive. That's how much they fucked that game up. Mm-hmm. Um anyway. Uh so yeah, uh there's a fella we find our first man hiding in a cardboard box in this part of the game as well, with all the flamethrower boys. Um how long did it take everybody to find the lab entrance? Um not long. I think I I killed everybody, and then after I killed all the enemies, they were just like, "Hey, there's a wall," and I was like, "Oh, okay." Mm-hmm. Oh, gotcha. Um, I I threw up the AR mode, but as soon as I did, I was like, "Oh fuck!" I they didn't tell you to do this. I wonder if anybody got caught up. Did anybody get caught up? I got a little caught up. It, it took me a little bit longer than I would like to admit. <laughs> <laughs> um, as soon as we entered this lab, we go into some straight, just like fucking straight to doo-doo humor uh yeah doctor is like don't you need the the doom and you're like he he actually legitimately says take a doom yeah Um, so it's an acronym i can't remember what it stands for it's some sort of like digital network manipulation device um but yeah then uh we enter the secret dark lab hidden in the sewers in mexico where they're experimenting on weird babies room yeah, and straight out uh, of fucking Mars attacks. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Uh, essentially, we have to sneak into this base and find a gecko to access the network. And along the way, Raiden kind of stumbles into the wrong room and finds a bunch of brains plugged into things. Oops. Um, and these brains are allegedly children's brains. That was creepy. I just got to say. Mm. Yeah. The eyeballs. Um, really, really weird moment. Yeah. 
Sundowner shows up a little bit later uh, after we have a brief moment where he plays a dwarf gecko for like all of 10 seconds. <laughs> it was pretty cool. I wish there was more of like that kind of thing. In yeah. That's yeah. fun. It happens for an inconsequential amount of time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, then uh, Sundowner talks to Raiden. We get a little mention of our favorite Dr. Octopus knockoff, uh, Solidus Snake. Um, talking about George Sears. Oh, yeah. And we get to see uh, some foreshadowing of a specific American governmental figure here. <laughs> Senator Ooh. Armstrong. Who's, yeah, this Senator, excuse me, Colorado Senator Stephen Armstrong. So uh, <laughs> Who is apparently bankrolling this child experimentation ring. Yeah, dude's rich. Yeah, and uh, allegedly he's up for the 2020 election. Hmm. Hmm. Good shit. Who is this mm. man? <laughs> um, mm. Yeah. Um, we fight this giant gun turret wall as we try to uh, pursue the child brains and the prime minister's killer. Uh, the grad. Um, it's. I mean, it's whatever. It's all right. Uh, it's a boss fight. Which, like, they introduce the grad as, like, a normal enemy type it later on in the game, and it never does this wall thing ever again, just in this boss fight. Yeah, it's very weird, because you fight a bunch of these later, but it's pretty much it. Um, and then this chapter has no boss fight. Essentially, you walk into this room, there's a bunch of kids being chloroformed in a chamber. Um, this technically creepy... the grad was the boss fight. It had a boss fire. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, this creepy, like, Walt Disney-looking motherfucker <laughs> scientist comes in. Um, and he's got George at gunpoint, and he says, essentially, you either have to free all those kids and kill George... Or save George and kill all the kids. Classic. And Ryden seems to have a real hard time making this decision for some yeah, reason. Yeah, that's weird fucking trolley problem bullshit. Yeah, um, but the guy just gets cut in half by Ryden anyway. <laughs> yeah. So it's so they 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 talk about this in the thing. He actually cuts George too. Like he slices oh, yeah. through George. That's why George has a cyborg body now. He slices through George to save him essentially to kill the dog <laughs> scientist. <laughs> I don't think yeah. he knew, like, George is like, I'm ready. I, I, he, like, <laughs> pushes the gun away. He's like, save them. I'm ready to go. And then Ryden is just like, Yeah, okay. George is like, I got this, dog. <laughs> yeah. And he kills the doctor, but he slices through George, and they have to give him a cyborg body. And this is just, like, this whole, like, moral quandary for, mm. for Ryden for, like, five minutes. <laughs> James, if I said I was going to save you, but it involved me putting a sword through your body... <laughs> Would you still be open for that? I don't. I don't think I'd be into that form of saving. But I mean, I, I think again, though, cyborg body, pretty cool. Like, kind yeah. of an upgrade. And like, Doctor makes a point, just like, oh, we we saved him. We give him a cyborg body. He will even be able to have children. Yeah. We brought back his lower half. He'll be able to conceive someday. Right. Just like, dude, he's twelve. <laughs> yeah. Why, Doctor, why are you diddling this chill. kid's genitals? What's going on? Fucking chill, dude. <laughs> Doctor is like, oh, he, his genitals are part of my other collection, and you just see a bookshelf of <laughs> dicks, <laughs> little Ghana children genitals. Oh. No. Anyway, sorry. anyway, chapter three, Mile High. This one's hold crazy. on a second. We, sorry. Um, so after this chapter, you and you can customize Raiden. You can uh-huh. unlock. Oh yeah, you get the costume. You can unlock the sombrero oh, yeah, you costume. Can, you can unlock the mariachi costume. <laughs> Does that do I, anything? I didn't. No, I it's just cosmetic. Okay, it's, it doesn't add any things, but I definitely wore it for the rest of the game. But it's so expensive. I'm like, ah, do I want to pay that much for this? Worth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for beating okay. the game, I had like a cool desperado riding outfit that I wore the whole time. So it was like you, um, riding in black and red colors. 
You actually unlock that after you, I think, beat chapter four. Oh, sick. Yeah. Yeah. So that's because I, I had that too. Hell yeah. Uh, we go to Denver in a car ride, and it's very cheesy. Uh, yeah. it was funny. Kristen walked in while I was playing this, and she like saw this moment. And she goes, "Why is that?" Ye-? She just paused. She goes, mm. "Why is that man driving a car with that outfit on? <laughs> <laughs> like, how how is he doing that?" <laughs> and then she watched a little bit longer, and she was like, "This conversation's dumb." <laughs> And then the cops just pull up, and before they say pull over, like literally, the cops pull up, they shoot right in the head, and then they say pull over. (laughs) It's amazing. Classic. Dude, I thought it was St. Louis. I was like, what the fuck's going on here? I see this every day. (laughs) Fucking, where am I at? Fucking East St. Louis. Yeah, what what is it? Scary as fuck. Yeah, dude. I'm in fucking South Central LA. Like, what's going on? Fucking fucking riding through Compton, shit. Yeah, Yeah, Denver, Colorado. Get the (laughs) fuck out of here, dude. Anyway, Denver, fucking Colorado. So we're in Denver, which uh, (laughs) I don't know why. I just clicked in my brain. Uh, We just shot a music video where James played the host of a public access TV show, and he has a framed picture of Denver, Colorado, and as part of his set. (laughs) It was all. It was all in support of this podcast. Surprise. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Um, but yeah, in this moment, Raiden has this like fucking uh, diehard moment where he's like, I'm resigning from Maverick and I'm going to mm-hmm. take on this other PMC myself. And they're like, hey, <laughs> that PMC kind of runs all the fucking police work for the whole city of Denver. Are you yeah. sure? And he's like, fuck them all. I got to save yeah. these baby boys. I'm just like, it's fine because Rose and my child are in New Zealand. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's like, it's fine. I'm going to mention my wife and my child for the second of three times right now and then just move <laughs> forward. Um, but yeah, Boris calls and he's just a good dude. He's like, "Hey, so officially you're fired, but unofficially you should call me. I will help you." Yeah, and they all like Kevin's not on board with this mission, but like you, if you call him on Codec, they'll be like, "All right, fine." <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed this. So the game kind of takes a shift and becomes like you're battling in city streets and office buildings and like mm-hmm. outdoor malls, and I think it's really fun. Mm-hmm. It's it is really cool. There, um, there's a section. There's a section in one of the office buildings where a couple gecko drop, jump through the window, and they have a couple dwarf gecko with them. And the dwarf geckos are just holding machine guns, and that's the fucking damnedest of fu- hilarious thing oh, yeah. I've ever seen. Oh yeah. Um. So guys, this is the part where I died a million times. Um. You get to the top of a building here, and there's a crane that you have to run across. Oh uh, no! <laughs> you guys remember that part? <laughs> Uh, that, so was I was try- of, that was one of my deaths, yes. I was trying to ninja run across this thing over and over and over, and I was blown away that they let you just tumble off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they couldn't have put fucking invisible walls on either side of this crane. Like, what's going on? No way, like- man. Well, and the shitty part is if you just ninja run, because the game trains you to just ninja run and you auto jump. So I was like, cool, I'm just going to ninja run and auto jump off the top of this crane. You fall short every fucking time. <laughs> so I had to like ninja run up to the end of it and then like stop and then jump fully in order to like clear it. Mm. It's very obnoxious. You had to do that um, 11 times? Yeah, nine times, I think. Nine or ten times. Oh, man. Ugh. But, and I'm then sorry. these Hammer Brothers show up from Super Mario. I fucked them up oh, yeah. real fast. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think Wolf kind of acts like Grimoire Near from Near and Near Automata a little bit here, where he's just like your little talky, sarcastic 
sidekick. I wish they would have used that more. Just like had him making remarks while you're fighting and stuff. It would have been funny. Yeah, that would have been. I like um, Wolf a lot. Yeah. Um, and He's then this good boy. this dark underground section happens. I'm pretty sure that they made an allusion to the underground bunker conspiracy of what's going on under the Denver airport here. Did you guys notice that? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Huh. It was a little bizarre. Yeah. The Denver airport's the ugliest fucking building I've ever seen. <laughs> by the way. Yeah. Just unrelated, but it just looks shit. It looks like a bunch of wigwams. All <laughs> wigwams. Isn't the Denver airport also the one with like the giant Satan statue in front of it, too? Yeah, I think so. It's a lot of like weird murals at the Denver airport. Denver airport's fucking garbage. If you're from Denver, I just want to let you know your airport's fucking garbage. Love you. Don't love your airport. <laughs> Love Metal Gear Mondays. <laughs> um, and yeah, so there's this shitty, like, you're just sort of in a pitch black subway tunnel for the rest yeah. of this chapter, effectively. Um, you come up out of it um, uh, into this little shopping mall area, and then we show up to this, like, really weird Hotline Miami Spec Ops The Line situation uh, where Jetstream Sam takes up all of the billboards and all of the buildings around you. Tells you that everybody you've been killing up until this point has had families and shit, and that you yeah. should be listening to their cries. And I don't know how that triggers Raiden to be able to mind read people. Yeah, but for like the rest of this section, we hear people's inner monologues. Yeah, I took down this like, I took down in my notes here. I was just like, um, do your fucking battlefield nano machines make you suddenly psychic? Just like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? Yeah, what'd you guys think, uh, Isaac and James? I at this point, I was just like way. I was like so into it that I was like, I, I'm not even gonna question this. We just gotta keep going. I can read minds now. <laughs> Denver Airport. So you just murdered these innocent men. Absolutely, I did. Yeah, of course. I absolutely. That's what you do. It's really weird because like you you're able to fight these guys while they're like very sad, yep. saying I never asked for this and i gotta bring I'm, i've almost got enough money to bring mama from the homeland yeah i couldn't so the there's only there's only two dudes there's only two dudes that you're encountering and yet you're hearing like 75 right. alternate sad stories <laughs> i was like i don't are these these the men? same like stories yeah what were you saying James? It's just like you became Professor X and just plugged right into Cerebro at that one moment. <laughs> yeah, completely. It's very weird. And so, yeah, I don't know if the implication is like you're hearing all of the people you've killed in this moment or just these two dudes. Um, but these two dudes have a rough life. If this is <laughs> just <Yeah>. them. <laughs> this is um, like the sum total of like 50,000 years of sorrow just kind of built up. Um, we also discovered that Wolf used to be Sam's dog. Which is kind of funny, yeah. And uh, which is like, Wolf which is really cool. It's shit about really Sam. funny because of the Jetstream Sam DLC. It's just like, well, that's strange, but whatever. Yeah. Um. And then we have this shitty mandatory stealth section before a boss fight where you, because Raiden heard all these sad things, he can't walk. <laughs> <laughs> or, or swing a sword or like yeah it was very weird you want to know what's funny um and i don't know if it's because i was just like maxed out or whatever i still walked into a bunch of dudes and just fucking took them out with my <laughs> shitty limp sword <laughs> like i literally just like nudged up to some guy and he was like what the fuck and i just like Bleh! and I was still just, like, it was very funny uh but yeah i i mean i killed two or three guys and then pretty much just beelined it to the front of the building did anybody have any mm-hmm. issues with this mm, no. no i was able to get by pretty no. quick it's pretty straightforward 
Yeah. Precursor, I was on easy mode, so <laughs> it might have been. No, it's not hard on normal either. <laughs> okay, cool. So uh, we hang out outside of this Marshall building. It's raining. It looks beautiful. Yeah. Um, and then we have this situation where we fight Monsoon. Monsoon. He talks about memes for a little bit. Yeah, and then Raiden's just like, get your, I got a meme for you, bitch. <laughs> like, it's just, it's, it's, Why don't you real take weird. your meme and spin it sideways and shove it up your ass? I don't know. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just don't understand because, like, at this point, Raiden should remember that, like, roughly a decade ago, he got lectured to about memes by Solid Snake in New York. Yeah. So it's like, why doesn't he just chime in with, yeah, I already know, dude. Like, <laughs> you're, you're not my real dad. <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah. that happens. Talks about memes for a little bit. Monsoon's dope. He's like a magnet boy. Um, yeah, he's a weird, uh, he looks like a weird like Ninja Gaiden thug who can split his body into Rayman parts. Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, which I was concerned because like he's already slicing into pieces. How am I going to slice him into pieces? You can do it, though. <laughs> yeah, also, it <laughs> it, <it's, laughs> it sucks because his whole gimmick of nah, 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 can't hit me drives me nuts. Yep. Um, yeah. This So the first time I played, this boss made me stop playing for a little bit because I was very frustrated. Hmm. So, yeah, I did the exact same thing because it was just like you have to – he does this fucking smoke and I just wanted to fucking throw my controller – because you're parrying um, for like I fucking six minutes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's like nothing but parries. I discovered on this playthrough, if you throw an EMP, and I only did this because I had unlimited EMPs because of the stupid wig. If you throw an EMP at him whenever he's dodging all your shit, you can stun him and then like wail on him. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. And uh, when he throws, so he'll like telekinesis throw vehicles at you you can slice them and they'll drop emp ammo and that's the uh, only reason why i was like oh it keeps giving me this i should probably use it's it. pretty slick mm-hmm. yeah i legitimately struggle with this one this was like <laughs> i'm in the middle of this and i'm like oh my my bad at games is this is this how i know i just bad at games now <laughs> that's how i felt on all the other <laughs> metal gear solid games so don't feel too bad <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's like, like this. Like, welcome to my normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, holy, holy crap, Alessio! What? I was, I'm okay. That's exactly what Jack says or Ryden says. Oh no! <laughs> he literally this says, "I was reading. I was, I'm, I'm watching the playthrough as we do." Wait, this. so I said it when he said it he in said, your video. <laughs> I'm looking oh, at the subtitles. Says, this is my normal. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Weird. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. And before this fight, too, Raiden, Raiden is just like, maybe I am a killer. And he becomes, he like, has Doctor oh, turn off his yeah. fucking pain inhibitors. And oh. like, I, this was like, I let's legitimately camp out, found this. Let's camp out here for a second about that. Because what the yeah. fuck? No, I <laughs> found this legitimately frightening. Yeah. Like, it was very, it was very like out of nowhere and kind of scary. And then they like, like, um, he gets stabbed in the stomach and he's like, Doctor, turn off my pain inhibitors. And Doctor's like, okay. And he goes to pull the sword out of his stomach. And then, like, this weird, like, black and white, like, sketch filter pops up. And I jumped when it happened. I was like, fucking what? <laughs> like, this was legit. Yeah, the music gets real weird. Jack, like, so Raiden, again, keep in mind, Raiden is like a wig wearing, soft boy, girlfriend <laughs> calling, sweet baby. Like newborn skin, <laughs> and, oh, and now 
Fresh and, newborn soft baby boy. Yeah. <laughs> and now not only is it like, oh, he's a crazy ninja from Metal Gear Solid 4. Now it's just like, no, Jack's a fucking psychopath. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he just wants to get hurt more, baby. Yeah. Hurt me more, Snake. It, yeah, it gets yeah. weird, you guys. Um, also, I, I want to... Right here, I think, is the best time to mention this. We didn't talk about it. There were a couple times when I'd be taking notes and letting cutscenes play out. The fucking controller vibration in this game is oh, insane. Gosh. Off the chain. Yeah. Like, the controller never stops vibrating. You put it up against your crotch for a good time. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's, it's, well, and so, like, it kept, like, the plastic on the PS3 controller kept hitting my wedding ring and just vibrating really loud. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to pull away, but yeah, so even Monsoon euphemism. and even Monsoon and Jetstream Sam were like, "Whoa, dude! Like, tone it down, yeah, dog." Fuck what, bro, what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I forgot about this shit, you guys. It was so it also activates his weird like devil trigger mode, where you can click in yeah. both of the thumbsticks to just like go ham, Jack yeah, the Ripper, it, um, man. It's in this battle. It's unlimited, but then afterwards it introduces when your when your meter is full, you can do it. I used it once in the tutorial for it, and I never used it again. Like I just never found a case to use it. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I towards the end when I was impatient, I would just click them in just to like tear through the enemies. That was about it. But yeah, so yeah. this fight's uh pretty much just kind of a frustrating parry EMP grenade. Re- rinse and repeat you get his little tmnt knives when you beat him <laughs> um and and then kev chimes in to just like check on his boy's mental state like kev's yeah. like you sure you're you're okay riding and he's just like shut yeah. the fuck up kevin i've got things to do <laughs> well just like well here's the thing like immediately after this battle he's just normal again it's like yeah, you can't he- just do that and then like fucking stop fuck out of here yeah, he was like, maybe I do like to chop up little boys and eat them for breakfast. And then he's like, no, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Gross. <laughs> it's gross, very strange. Gross, gross. And then we're on Chapter 4, Hostile Takeover. Um, and yep. this is really fun. You're in the Marshall HQ building chasing after Sundowner. And uh, yeah, uh, it starts out with a really dope lobby sequence where you kind of have to defend the lobby while the elevators are getting hacked open by Doctor. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, then it kind of turns into a little bit of like an electrical power supply hunt where you're finding these three things. Um, but it ends with like you running up the side of a building with some crazy fucking insanity this going on. was my favorite fucking like aside from like the final chapter. This was my favorite moment in the game because it's just like fucking run. Just free run. Just fucking don't fight anybody. Just go. And it's just like this is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the building is falling apart. Essentially, as soon as you get there, Doctor is like, you have to go up to the 20th floor. And at first, I'm sure, like everybody else, it's like, oh, shit, I got to fight through, like, 20 levels of baddies. This sucks. But then it very quickly turns into, like, the building is falling apart all around you. Just hold R1 and run for your life. Mm-hmm. And then you fight a grad, and then you jump out of the building and leap on a bunch of those, like, jetpack things. And then you run up the building and it's just fucking amazing. It's pretty great. Um, Isaac James, did you guys dig this chapter as well? Oh yeah, it was more balls to the wall. It's it's crazy. The game just gets crazier and crazier as you go. And I was like, yeah, it's is, it, is this what yeah, I've been missing like, out on all it... these years? Like, for this to be like my real introduction to like this whole series to an extent, like <laughs> this is a little insane. Yeah, yeah. right. 
Yeah, I feel bad because like this is the most jacked this up is, this series is yeah. ever gonna be. Yeah, it's just like drink of tea, tea time the rest of the time. Uh, no, no, not really. I mean, it's still pretty fun and chill, but it's like, yeah, this feels like it's, like, like it's not I don't know, just slash. like based on what I've seen from other Metal Gears, this really does feel like they took Metal Gear and like put it in a <laughs> Sega Team esque romp. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's just like they're like the core of every Metal Gear game is just like this. This is all pretty buck wild, but this is like the buck wildiest <laughs> buck wild Metal Gear. <laughs> this is the fucking bull rider doing trick shots like <laughs> of the Metal Gear universe. Yeah, it's very weird. So speaking of just like checking off the list of dope shit, we enter this exotic Japanese garden and fight baddies, yeah. which is so good. Mm-hmm. Really, really pretty. Love um, that. And then we've got this crazy freight elevator thing that feels like some shit straight out of an arcade game where it's like you're on a freight elevator, then it starts to explode. Then you have to jump onto another one all while while fighting people. Okay, so this fucking section. So when I played the game the first time, I had three moments um, that almost made... Well, two moments that almost made me quit the game and one moment that made me quit the game. The first one was the Battle of Monsoon. I put it down for like a week and it came back and I finally beat him. The second was this fucking elevator fight. Because it's like this very small area where you're fighting pretty much every enemy type you face in the game. Um, and it's just really, it was really annoying to me. And it wasn't as bad this time because like maybe I'm better at video games now. But the first time it made me want to quit. Especially like they have those jetpack falcon things and then you fight them at the same time you fight those mastiffs, those gorilla things. And it's just like the fucking worst. It's like my nightmare. Like I did something wrong in a past life. Yeah, this part is sort of like a gauntlet. Like you yeah. go through like essentially your baddie gauntlet of sort of like foot soldier shit. But then, and this part of the game I don't really have any affection for whatsoever and I don't understand why it's here. Um, you fight Mistral and Monsoon as like AI versions of themselves. And this is where I quit the game. <laughs> yeah, I just, because... I don't, like it, it's like yeah, it's reminiscing really about a thing that happened five fucking seconds ago. Like I just don't yeah. understand why it's here. Yeah, like Mistral wasn't that bad for me, but like for some reason, the Monsoon one is harder than the one outside of the headquarters. Um, And I just never up until now, a couple days ago, could never beat it. Um, And so I didn't. And I put that game down for several years up until we had to play it for this game. And I conquered my roadblock. But congratulations, Sam. Thanks. Do you guys have like as much difficulty with that as I did? Because like it's not great. Yeah, it was easier for me this time because it was New Game Plus, so I felt like I just kind of, like, powered through it. Like, I had some of those save uh, health items, and so I literally was just like, fuck it, I'm going to soak the damage and just, like, wail on this guy until he dies. Yeah. Um, and so mm-hmm. I just kind of ate the five health containers you can have. Um, Isaac, James, did you guys have a hard time with this with this guy the second time? Yeah, it was definitely a bit of a trudge. Um, this was, like, another pretty frustrating point for me as well. Um, but, like... I think it took me like three or four tries and then like I was able to get through it pretty easily. Yeah, this is kind of in my opinion like the low point of the entire yeah. game. It's like this mm-hmm. like this just this room right before. Yeah. Well, cuz it just like like starting with like the difficulty spike with monsoon outside and then this room like it dips for a little bit and then it goes up and then it just stays up for the rest of the game, I feel. Like it yeah. was just like this weird like divot. Did you have trouble with it, Isaac? Preface easy mode, but like <laughs> did you have trouble? Yeah. I I mean, I didn't have trouble i like the trouble that you guys are having but i definitely hated <laughs> wow 
the <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm really good at video games, guys. Yeah. Right. <laughs> hey, I accidentally MLG no scoped that guy and just do his <laughs> No, but for real, I, I really hated the AI versions. And I'm like, I don't like you said, I don't understand why that's in there yeah. at all. It felt pointless. Like Mistral maybe because it happened a couple chapters ago, but right, yeah. you fought him literally ten minutes ago. Yeah. Why is this happening again? When the Mistral thing even like, and it may have been because again, I was trying to like slam through most of this game in like a day and a half. Yeah. Uh, the Mistral thing is legitimately maybe two and a half hours before this. Yeah. Right. So it's like I don't maybe like maybe if save that. this for the end of the fucking game and give me like a Mega Man style boss rush mode. Like mm. I don't need this arguably one regular game chapter's length after the boss fight. <laughs> Very weird. But anyway, straight through these doors, we uh, get to deal with our favorite cartoon Southern man, uh, Sundowner. Sundowner. Um, and he's in this, He like, says some VR... buck wild shit. Oh, yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's camp out here for a second. Uh, we're <laughs> he, says, this... like, he wants to re-spark. He wants to like send the world into chaos and re-spark the fucking war economy. Just like... Quote, the good old days after 9 11, oh, which is yeah. a psychopathic thing to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. The first time I played this game, and even this time, because I'd forgotten about it, when that moment happened, I was like, word for platinum <laughs> games. Because, like, like truth, truth be told, like, I feel like people are still kind of afraid to say anything about 9 11, like, good or right. bad. Right, and yeah. so like to see a foreign development team just be like, "Fuck it, dog." Nine Eleven, what up? Um, I was just kind of like, you know what? Like, yeah, like let's do it. Let's talk about it. Um, and not mm. that the game says anything fucking legitimate about it. Um, yeah, it's just but like it's this surprising. It's like crazy Texas guy from Texas talking about how America, like how the world would be better if it was like the days after nine eleven. It was just like, all right, dude, whatever, live yeah. your life. I'm legitimately surprised, and we'll get to it, but, like, the last chapter's discussion about America is legitimately a pretty pointed thing, and I think they do an okay job, but it feels like the wrong game to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like, it felt like something that needed to come in, like, at a regular Metal Gear, maybe. But. Yeah, it, it feels like you're out with the guys, like. I don't, it's like you're out playing laser tag with your friends and then in the middle of it somebody pulls you aside and says like hey man but for real can we talk about immigration law real quick and you're just like, it's like not the time dude like not the time or place can we do this when we're not like eating pizza and playing laser tag like it's like we're playing fucking Chuck E. cheese playing speedball ski ball i was just like i want to talk to you about police brutality can we no <laughs> no not right now go away yeah what the fuck man um, it's almost like never mind. I was gonna say the it's almost like Sundowner is a real libertarian, but oh, Jesus. debate me, bro. Oh um, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, um, and then we get this like a uh, slick little boss fight on the reigning helipad. Yeah, which is I think a dope boss fight. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I fucked up, so I tried. Okay, so and we didn't mention this earlier. There are two different ways to handle the slicing mode. For a majority of the game, I just used the face buttons to do the slicing. Um, I feel like this boss fight is testing whether or not you can do it with the right thumbstick. Oh, what yeah. What used... way did you guys use the... Because the right thumbstick is technically more accurate right. so that you can hit all the points at once. But I couldn't 
I feel like the first time I played this game, I was very accurate with it. This time, I just could not fucking get the thumbstick mode to do anything right. properly. Yeah, hmm. I used the thumbstick mode the entire time. I, uh, I actually think I forgot yep. that you could use the face buttons in that mode. Yeah, square does horizontal slices and triangle does vertical oh. slices. And so you can literally just do it that way. And I felt easier about that because my hand was already there. Yeah, I like doing that when like you're slicing up the bosses like because it's just like quick, 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 quick. But um, yeah, for the most part, I use the thumbstick mode. Uh, nice. Does it they, just, they, do you have to flick it or do you hold it in the direction that you want to slice in? Like, how does it work? Because I feel like I just could not get my brain to fucking. I figured it. it out like towards the end. So you have to kind of like hold it in the direction and you can kind of um, move it around and you can kind of see the angle that it's going to slice at. And then you let it go, and it it slices. Oh, so it's but, when you let it go is when it's like yeah, let it go, let it go. <laughs> but yeah, so the reason why we're talking about all this is it, essentially it's a normal boss fight. Um, we definitely didn't talk about the weird like scissor swords that Sundowner has. Yeah, which are fucking badass. Yeah, so he's got this huge suit. He's got these weird so- two cleavers that turn into scissors and cut people's heads off, which is nuts. Scissors uh, are they scissors sixty so one? Cool. Because I oh, need yeah. them. <laughs> go ahead james sorry i was just saying it's super cool to look at yeah it's yeah, nuts sure. and then he's got these like shield panels on his back where when he like pulls his shield out you essentially have to slice an exact pattern to get the shield to retract mm-hmm. or if you fuck up they blow up on you mm-hmm. yeah which i think is a really cool mechanic it blew me up they blew me up more than i care to admit they did but um yeah, the mechanic itself is very clever yeah, you can also just sidestep and get behind him and wail on his back, but if you do it yeah. for too long, the shield barriers will, like, clap back at you. <laughs> yeah. Clap. I get to use that. That's good. A little clap back. Um, but once the, you the, kill all the, of the shields, like, he gets really angry, and a, you like a bunch of helicopters show up, and you can kill them, and then he picks up a fucking pillar and just starts swinging it at you. Yeah. That's pretty sick, too. <laughs> um, he also ends up in a helicopter. Like, you think he's dead, and then a helicopter flies up, and he's attached mm. to the helicopter, and he tells you to, like, get fucked. And he, <laughs> like, blows you up, and you end up riding a jetpack enemy back to the top of the building in this really sick animation. Oh, <laughs> man, it's so good. Yeah, it's brutal. Um, yeah. But he tells you about like this crazy shit that they're gonna do um to like restart the war economy and how like he's too late to do it and he'll never be fast enough to get there in time. Um, yeah, he's very vague and, about it. He won't tell Raiden. Yeah. Like Raiden keeps saying, like, what the fuck happens in three hours? And Sundowner's like, You'll find out. Ha ha ha. Yeah. And so Sundowner dies, you slice him up, and like he uh you deduce that the the crazy thing is going to happen in Pakistan, right? Yeah, yeah. essentially to so the, the president, president the, the president's going to Yeah, be. the president of the United States is going to Pakistan to sign some sort of treaty or something. And Raiden's like, I'll just run there. And they're like, what? <laughs> and he's like, I can run at Mach 2 speeds. And they're like, you'll never get to Pakistan in three hours from Denver. Um, <laughs> but then they're like, but if you take this crazy spaceship, uh, it can go Mach 23 and you'll get there in 30 minutes. But you got to get mm-hmm. there. Yeah, so we can kind of like like kind of skip over chapter five a little bit because it's really just backtracking through Denver um, and killing a bunch of guys. 
Golly. Yeah, and yeah you, you go back the through end. the level that you yeah. went through. And you steal a bike and he carves a message. He said, sorry, I need to borrow this. And leaves a fucking phone number. <laughs> uh-huh. Which is and, great. And we discover whose bike it is. Uh, yeah. In the DLC, it's it's a Jetstream Sam's bike. Uh, yeah. shit. Which is amazing. Um, yeah. And then uh, we get into chapter six, which is Badlands Showdown, which essentially is just a boss fight. Um, yeah. So the lead up to this boss fight is uh, Raiden is getting to Solace, which is this hangar where this crazy experimental weapon is or whatever. Uh, Blade Wolf uh, and Raiden are, they get there, but then Blade Wolf says like, oh, like essentially Blade Wolf is hanging out with Sam in the middle of the street and Raiden's like, what the fuck's going on? Blade Wolf can't suss out his motivations for whatever reason. Um, and then Raiden and Sam just start arguing over like their weird ideological issue, which is like Sam essentially is like taking the stance that like ideals prosper after war has like cleansed all the ideas, I guess, like filtered. And mm-hmm. Raiden just keeps mm-hmm. saying that Sam's like a money grubbing piece of shit, essentially, and that Sam has no real idea of what justice is. And I think the game kind of fails on this. I feel like the game tries to make Sam out to be some sort of like, oh, he was secretly the good guy the whole time. But I just never really felt that way. I don't mm. think. Even like in the DLC, they really kind of don't make you feel that way either. Like they try, I think, but it's just like he just he doesn't come across as like a good guy. He just kind of just like a mercenary kind of. Mm hmm. So um, and they also like they try to build like this weird backstory that he was like he like killed an entire drug cartel in Brazil um, uh, or almost like took him down and that he did it for revenge. But then they never go into it in the DLC. So it's just like they yeah. have this character that they wanted to build and then they do a really bad job of doing it. Yeah, he's a cool character, but I just don't think his part in the written story really pans out. Yeah, for sure. Um but essentially, Raiden and Sam decide to like let history decide who's right, um, and we we parodied this in our sketch at the top of the episode. But <laughs> uh, they, the two of them battle it out or whatever. And so, in my opinion, I think this is the best boss fight in the game. And I feel like this game could have had a multiplayer mode if you could have played this fight as like mm-hmm. two players, like Zone uh, of the yeah. Enders style. It would have been fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. Um, I think that. So I I agree with you. I think it is the best boss fight in the game. I also think it's kind of the most straightforward one, and I think it also um, is kind of the easiest one, if that makes sense. But yeah, the, fir- the first like, time I played this, I got my ass whipped um, by the timings really? towards the end because he just starts to get really aggressive with you, especially with his little, like, sick ass. Like, we didn't mention it, but Jetstream Sam has an M16 as a sheath. That like shoots his sword into his hand. Yeah, it's fucking dope. <laughs> but yeah, did you guys, Isaac James, did you guys have any difficulty with this fight? No, this one, like after the other frustrating one with like monsoon and like that frustrating hallway and whatnot, like this felt like a return to how it should be. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really, I didn't struggle with it too much. Probably died twice. Nice. nice. Yeah, um, I, uh, I had like two health items left from the previous encounter yeah. um, and used those and literally beat him on this playthrough with like 10 health left. Wow. <laughs> so it got real close <laughs> for me. Dang, dude. How, how did you do it? How did you do, Isaac? What was. I actually had a little bit of trouble with this one. And this is when I this is when I, f- I figured out that I should just spam the parry 
but because <laughs> I was like, I was trying to time it right with his, like he would charge at you and body slam you. And at first I was like, I was getting hit every single time. I was like, I'm timing this pretty good. I thought, um, but then I, I realized that if I just like smash square, I would parry him. <laughs> um, but that was after like losing, using like two of the health things. I was like, crap, this is terrible. But Am um, I like a fucking Jetstream <laughs> Sam Savant? Like, so, so I had the, I had Monsoon Sai as my, um, my, uh, that's what that's called. Hep, hep, it's what? That's what that's called. I just I, in my head, yeah, I just could sorry. not remember the name of that. Fucking, I was like, you know, teenage the Raphael. You know, thing. the Raphael's little, little blade, little it's little triangle, little little three, stick three boys. guys, little stick boys. No, yeah, side. I had his side as a heavy weapon, and it helps close the gap. Like you can do it, and they'll grab onto him and like like pull yourself towards him, and it kind of stuns him a little bit. But I actually on normal beat him without getting hit. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm sitting here, Dude, like you guys Sam's have so much really good at this game. Well, here's the thing. I'm not. I'm just really good at beating Sam, apparently. Maybe it's because you guys share a name. It's like you know Maybe he's killing it's like it's just, You know yeah, him. Just... <laughs> well, my name's Brad, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so essentially, I mean, this dope boss fight happens. And I think it's dope just because his verb set is your verb set. So it feels like a very fair fight, unlike mm-hmm. the other ones that have happened thus far. And it's um, really cool. It's like you have that moment like at the beginning where you got fucked up and then you finally it's just like you said like in Dark Souls where you get fucked up by a big thing at the beginning and then you come back later when you're powered up and just like take it down. Yeah, which feels really rewarding. Um but yeah, essentially like I don't know, like Wolf asks Raiden whether or not Sam's death was even necessary and Raiden just does not have a good answer. He's like whatever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh they they tell you that Sam just didn't really actually have a lot of cybernetics and that surprisingly he was just kind of a normal dude. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. he's really good. Yeah. He's just like boss mode. Um, but his blade remains ID locked. So Raiden can't use it. Um, he like wipes it off and kind of leaves it there as like a memento. And then Boris calls and says they're mm-hmm. running out of time and the chapter ends. Yeah. So two like very short chapters to get you back, get you to the final chapter. Mm-hmm. And here we are, chapter seven, assassination attempt. Um, Best chapter, so good. <laughs> oh, right. So this <laughs> shit just goes off the rails. Yeah, like here's the thing: like the game itself was already buck wild and like really <laughs> weird and cartoony. It's like it's, it's it's like it's like they they didn't unleash their. This wasn't even the game wasn't even the final form. Like the first ship cha- six chapters weren't even the game's final form because they cranked the fucking goof up to eleven. <laughs> Yeah, dude, After it's like this. the minecart fell off the the tracks earlier. Yeah. Now the minecart's about to fall down a fucking hole, like a yeah, chasm. You, you like have to break into this base, this like this like army base or whatever the fuck here in Pakistan, and that's pretty straightforward. It's just like another section where it's like you can either fight the guys or sneak through and like do whatever. Just any other section of the game, and then you get to the your destination, and the shit goes off the rails. Before Holy we get fuck. there, though, we do have to introduce our sweet baby Sonny. Oh, yeah. You take and the plane there. George's crush. Yeah. Yeah. Sonny is George's crush at, at the end of the game. But you, oh. Sonny's no, like Alessio. the only Metal Gear character who is from another game besides Raiden. Yeah. 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 Which is No, but like before before we meet Sonny, you break into the Solus air, air base and this fucking weeb ass guard <laughs> is lusting over these anime babes in this magazine. <laughs> 
And it's just like his fucking pizza mouth is just like the, the <laughs> oh, most God. terrifying mouth in the entire game. He legit looks like a weird like like porn like porn CG security mo- uh, model that just got like dumped oh, in this game. They're like, hey, fuck boy security guard 37. Like, I'm just going to go ahead and buy you from the Unity Asset Store and drop you in. Oh, my God. It was oh, so yeah. And then he's, a, he's a real dumbass. He asks Wolf. He goes, are you Mr. Ryden? <laughs> and it's a dog. It's a fucking dog. Like, yeah, and then Ryden fucking and then Ryden fucking breaks, like yanks open the fucking hangar door. And it's like okay. He's like, I'm and Mr. Ryden. I'm Mr. Ryden. Yeah, and then you find out that Sonny is the person who developed the fucking plane that was going to get you to Pakistan in 30 minutes, which is fucking dope. Yep. And we get to meet Sweet Baby Sonny, and then we go to Pakistan, where Sam talked about. Yeah. Oh, she. Uh, another thing too is that she sees Wolf and like she puts out her hand for him oh, to shake, yeah. and he shakes, and then Raiden tries, and he's just like, "Fuck you, dude." She's <laughs> like, "No shake for you, Raiden." Exactly. It's pretty. <laughs> yeah. It's. it's that funny. actually like is it, with the with the because because I don't think we're gonna touch on it much, but with the Blade Wolf DLC, there's actually like a point at the end where Mistral's a bitch and forces him like with electricity to shake. Um, and it's kind of symbolic that he chooses to shake Sonny's, do shake with Sonny. Um, it's actually like a really sweet moment after you play the DLC when you uh, go huh. back and realize how cool it is. Wow. Do we need to have an episode dedicated to Cyberwolf lore? Absolutely. Yeah, I just want to, I just want to <laughs> hug that little boy. <laughs> Good boy lore. Um, yeah, right. Uh, so yeah, Raiden and the support staff all realize that World Marshal PMC group is actually listed as like unclassified, like the Desperado unit. So the assumption is that. Marshall's going to commit this crazy presidential murder attack and then blame it all on Desperado and PMCs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, I don't know, this whole situation is kind of akin to the, like, Dr. Manhattan Watchmen, like, we're going to build a fake alien to blow up in New York so that people stop hating each other and start hating aliens. The movie's idea. ending was better. Oh, yeah. Uh, the movie ending is with Dr. Manhattan instead. But anyway, yeah. So we do this whole thing. We invade this Pakistani uh, security depot, I guess, mm-hmm. where this thing's going on. Uh, Wolf loses contact with Raiden. And so we're like, oh, no. And then Raiden finds Wolf, like, limp. Yeah. Um, and it's a trap. Um, and this huge fucking Metal Gear, ex- is it Excelsis? Is I think it's, ex- is it Excelsis or Excelsius? I can't remember. I thought it was Excelsius, but every time I saw it written on the internet, it was missing like the E part. So it's just Excelsis. I have no idea. Yeah, I think it's Excelsis. But yeah, every every Metal Gear game, uh, for I, this is more for James, I think, than anybody who's listening, uh, has its own unique <laughs> Metal Gear. Uh, and this is this game's unique. Metal Gear. Gotcha. It's like a little ant. It's like a big old ant boy. It's like it looks like an ant. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was a... I thought it was a <laughs> right, right. James, fine, is, fine. Uh, James is actually uh, taking a police sketch version of it. Right I am. Now. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm drawing like, very... Well, it uh, comes out of the... Like, drawing very quickly. <laughs> 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 like, it climbs out of the hole. like, busts out of this, like, hole in the ground. And um, I thought it was, like, a spider. And I was like, oh, fuck. Because I hate spiders. <laughs> but it was an ant. And I was like, oh, that's better. And then you're like, oh wait, it's Metal Gear. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Either either way, it's I'm fucked. And like Armstrong walks, like Senator Armstrong walks out of the little cockpit and is just like, hey, look at all this shit. And it's just like, um, <laughs> does 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 the uh, does Raiden do like the look at all the news articles after the fight with Metal Gear or before? I think it's after. Before. So you fight right is it before? because he thinks he. I think it's before. Because he's. 
he he's kills talking Metal to Gear the senator. Uh, boys, like one he thinks he th- like he one thinks he thwarted time. the plan because he broke Metal Gear, but then Armstrong's like, "No, you didn't." Nah. And then he uh, reads all the articles. Uh, Maybe uh, I don't know moment, if it matters so, which one's which, but yeah, yeah, I don't think so. Either way, yeah, so right, Brighton fucks up this Metal Gear. Some pictures leak yeah. to the public of like a ninja man fighting a Metal Gear in Pakistan, trying to kill the president, and people are freaking the fuck out. Yeah, it's uh, I want to I want to pinpoint like he looks at a bunch of like com like like fucking Facebook comments, um, uh, and uh, um, I want to pinpoint one where it says, "Hey, Uncle Sam, Pakistan needs a boot up their butt," and it made me laugh a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh Hell yeah, man. that's the most civil Facebook comment I've ever heard. There's no way that's real. Yeah. And then, like him and Armstrong have like it is before because the hero. Oh, it is before, yep. before the battle. Um, and then, and then him and Armstrong have like a very dramatic conversation about carrying on the Patriots' legacy without the Patriots being around. Um, and it's like a really they, they deliver it really super cheesy, but it feels somehow as important as the, a conversation like that from any other Metal Gear game, even though it's like really cheesy sounding. Yeah. Also, can we talk about how the senator is just ripped as? Oh, he fuck. is so jacked. Yeah. It's Jack. <laughs> yeah, he's and then, real Jack, baby. My favorite thing in the whole wide world happens, which is that a Colorado state senator is the final fucking boss of this Metal Gear <laughs> yeah. game. Well, well, so before that happens, like you Zendatsu the fucking giant ass Metal Gear with its own sword, which is fucking great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that whole fight's then, fucking insane. And then Armstrong gets really angry, and honestly, it goes like this is. This is fucking insane, and Metal Gear is an insane series. I think this goes beyond the shit, like, beyond the fucking pale for Metal Gear, where Armstrong gets so mad that he glows green and absorbs the fucking technology from, (laughs) like, Metal Gear, and just gets... He's already jacked, but he gets even more fucking jacked. Like, this is, like, like, some shit from, like, a Gantz issue or something, where it's, like, everything just takes, like, a hard left turn into, like, everyone you know is about to die territory. Yeah, and this is where he just gets, like, really cartoony because he's, like, like, shouting about how he played ball at the University of Texas and, like... (laughs) Oh, that was hilarious. Love it. (laughs) Like, how he could break the president in two with his bare hands, like, that's the metric for being a president. And just, like, punches right so hard. He's, like, the president's ass. Like, this dude just... Uh, <laughs> it's so fucking crazy. Punches riding so fucking hard that he flips in a bunch of like circles, and then like there's a slow motion shot of riding like screaming as he falls back down to the ground. <laughs> and it's just like what the fuck, man. Yeah, dude, this senator becomes the Incredible Hulk. Like, yeah. And then of course it's fucking nano machines because of course it is. And yeah. um, but they take it, it in stride. They do it on purpose. They're just like yeah, double down. It's definitely on purpose because, like, it, it can, like, it creates, like, this hardened shell on his skin that, that reflects damage. And, and Alessio wanted to ask you a question because this uh, kind of reminds me. Does this not feel, like, the nanomachines doing this to him not feel like a middle step between medical nanomachines and the fucking dread dust from Survive? Oh, my God. Please don't. Right? Please don't. Right? right? Yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> Ugh. I wish yeah. that this guy would have been in Metal Gear Survive as like a secret boss. Mm-hmm. Just good old Senator Stephen Armstrong. <laughs> you know, that guy. This feels like when uh, Near Automata put in the Square Enix CEO as a boss in the DLC. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? 
I wish this guy was a real U.S. senator. How amazing would that have been? <laughs> if they would have gotten like, we got Al Franken and Metal Gear Rising. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, God, it's Bernie, it's Bernie Sanders. He just keeps Bernie saying like $32. <laughs> oh, man. But like this first phase of the battle is just like it's very hard to like beat him. He, his health doesn't go down very fast. And I think it's like you're meant to like not win because um Yeah, he um, whips you, your ass, that's why. Yeah, he fucking kicks the shit out of you and makes you knocks your like breaks your sword and then you find like, say breaks your soul because he like well, kinda yeah, he does. does that too. Um kind of whips the sword, it breaks the sword, and then you get down like I think to a certain point he does like a unblockable move and then you go into the final fucking battle. That's pretty sick. Yeah, which is just like the final battle. I Isaac, yes, sir. I want to do. I want to do a fumbling in the dark with you right now because I want you to fucking describe this Buckwild final battle. Because, <laughs> dude, I I really like this battle. <laughs> dude, it's like top ten boss fights for me. I think in video games, yeah. like this whole fucking thing. Yeah, like it starts like Wolf is just like he brings the sword, and you find out that like Sam was honorable, and that like. His sword was ID locked, so you couldn't use it, but that it was gonna, um, that it was going to uh, unlock after a certain point, and that he oh. recorded a oh, message. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, he recorded a message that was just like, if I win this battle with Raiden, then, um, then we just go as we were gonna plan. But if he wins, then you know he's meant to save the world or some shit. And then Wolf like brings the sword to Raiden and then Armstrong kicks the fuck out of Wolf and that made me real, <laughs> real mad um uh, <laughs> made me real mad and then um and then in the ba- in the place where you're doing this battle he talks about how like and honestly this speech that Raiden gives here like we've given a lot of shit to this game for like being really corny and weird but this speech that he says um He's just talking about, like, I used to think that my sword was a tool of justice and blah, blah, blah. Maybe it is or not. And then he fucking pulls Sam's sword out of the sheath and he's just like, but this isn't my sword. Mm -hmm. And I knew he was going to say it and it gave me chills anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just it's one of those fucking just like cheesy, like, you want to know my secret? I'm always mad. And you're just like, fuck, yes. Like, yeah, it was really cool. And then you fucking have this wild goddamn boss fight yeah it's super good it's super good um and then you rip out armstrong's fucking weird ass alien heart and yeah you know, it's weird like this uh, white like alien bullshit so heart like looking. what the fuck <laughs> i do love and during, it's, during it's, that boss fight like and his entrails are like still oh i'm sorry his no, entrails God damn it. Boys, one at a time. James, 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 go. I was just going to say, during that boss fight, I think that, like, for most of the game, I had, like, started to tune out the score, but during that boss fight, I was like, damn, this fucking song's got me jacked up. (laughs) (laughs) It was fucking pumping, wasn't it? That song was good. Fighting United States Senators, and I'm riding high tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I wish they would have brought the whole fucking house in. Bring them all in. I need to see all the senators, one at a time. I want to fight every, I want to fight the Senate, I want to fight the house. Fucking government shutdown, baby. What were you going to say about his his entrails, Isaac? I was just going to say, he he pulls his heart out, but his entrails are just like goes for miles into his body. So his, his yeah. they're still stuck to him, That's and then real. he just 
It's, I guess. I don't know you if that's a, actually how that works, but you got a mile of guts in that in that system. <laughs> but after you kill him, um, uh, he talks about how like he's only allowed the status quo to continue, and that Raiden was a worthy successor. And then in that he, classic, he, in that a classic Assassin's Creed style, let's have a ten minute monologue as my entrails are hanging out. Of yeah, my after his, after you crush his fucking heart. But he says, like, as he dies, he said that Raiden and him are kindred kindred spirits deep inside, and then he fucking dies. And then it transitions to, like, the post, like, scene where you find out that Maverick has created a cyborg staffing firm. So all the brains that they're going to put into these cyborg bodies, which was like a, which was like a weird, like, moral conversation they had earlier in the game. Um, I like that moral conversation. It's like a quandary and a conversation. And a conversation at the same time. It's like the (laughs) best of both worlds. Um... But uh, but he says uh, like they like these cyborg kids will have a good education and they'll be able to work and stuff like that. Um, and then they have like the the mug that Courtney is trying to drink coffee out of has like the handle is fashioned to look like an exclamation point. Oh yeah, it's was, also it looks like a question fun. mark as well if you look at it from the side. yeah from the side it's a question mark and then if you look at it from the front it's an exclamation point it's which is pretty cool. great. Um. And like they have this like weird thing where like Kevin like saves the coffee from falling and then he steals the coffee and then Boris drops the coffee and then Doctor is like ha ha I can do nice things with my research. So yeah, that was that was weird. And <laughs> then Sonny you, and George Mac. Yeah, like George is like talking about how like uh how like he's helping Sonny like put some boxes there and ask her where where he wants the, where she wants the stuff and she's just like I'll get to you in a minute. He says Sonny, you're weird. Also, you're hot as fuck. And I'm surprised <laughs> that surprises the fuck out of Sunny. Um, and then after that happens, she knocks over some books, and then Blade Wolf is like, "What the fuck's going on? <laughs> alert! Wait, sorry, not alert. It's fine." And you find out that Blade Wolf is uh, is uh, living with Sunny now. Raiden gave gave Blade Wolf to her, and she says that Wolf told her about Raiden's backstory, and that even though some people will remember him as Jack the Ripper that the writing she knows is always a hero. And then you cut to the credits. Um, mm. Yeah. And then the credits happen. And the the credits are definitely a huge fucking illusion to like, we want a sequel. Yeah. The credits made me crave a fucking sequel because um, it's, it cuts to black. So after the credits, it's just kind of like how most metal gears, they're all metal gears have this like, like conversation at the The very end. Yeah. Yeah. Over the logo. Well, the logo doesn't pop up yet. It's just a black screen. And Raiden and Boris are having a conversation about how someone's going to buy world marshals since the war, war economy's back in full force. Um, and then as they're talking, it fades into a scene where Raiden's walking down an alleyway with his suit. Um, and then um, and then these uh, four cyborg soldiers kind of surround him. Um, and then over this, while this is happening, Boris asks if Raiden's mind is made up and um, what he's going to do. Um, and as he does this, he like manifests this fucking sword case out of nowhere and his eye glows red and he just like does this like really ominous like chuckle and then it then the title pops up. And I'm just like fucking that's how you build suspense for a sequel that's never gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, and uh that is Metal Gear Rising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One um, little um tidbit. I just saw this um so you know this that sword in that massive long briefcase that he had at the end? Mm-hmm. That was the sword so that was the sheath that his sword that you used throughout the whole game was in. If that makes sense. 
Wait, say that one more time, Isaac. So I was watching it in the uh, so in the very first mission, I guess the intro. Um, mm-hmm. There's a little image, and I don't know how. Uh, there's a little image of like a briefcase, and he says, um, "the uh, the sword is the sheath is a sword." Or the sword is a sheath <laughs> of another sword or something oh, weird like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, where he's talking about how, like, one sword keeps the other in its sheath or whatever. Yeah. But I looked at, I looked back at it, and um, the sword that you used throughout the game was in that briefcase, which is the sword that you used, that he used at the very end. Oh, nice. If that makes sense. I don't know if that makes any sense, but. No, yeah, I get it. So fuck yeah, okay. yeah, no, that's, that's fucking that's that's Metal Gear. Uh, that's dope. Now that we're finished with this game, I do want to get just sort of like round robin final thoughts before we put Metal Gear Rising back up on the shelf. Sam, takeaways: yeah. Did you love it? Did you hate it? What would you um, give it today if it came out? This is what I, I this is what a Metal Gear spinoff should be. It leans really heavy into the Metal Gear, unlike Survive, um, and it's fun to play. Um, I think that I, I I wish that if it like came out as a value title, like maybe like thirty bucks, I think it would be good if it came out today. Um, I think it's a little too short to be um, to feel as satisfying as a sixty dollar game. Um, but I think if it came out at like thirty dollars, I think it would be like a fucking fucking. I don't want to give it like a qualitative rating because that's not something. Yeah, that like I mean we don't. Yeah, we don't really here. do that. Yeah, but it's definitely like a fucking. It's a fucking great game. It's super cheap now. If you have a PS3 or if you want to get it on Xbox 360 or like backwards compatible for the one, and it's worth fucking playing if you're a Metal Gear fan. I hear that the dope. PC version's really, really well ported as well. Oh, that's good. So if you have an Xbox controller and a decent computer, you should check it out. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I'm going to give it, uh, let's see, a butt rock out of, out of uh, Texas Senators, Colorado Senators, <laughs> who play Very ball nice. at Texas. Yeah, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> James, what are your thoughts? Final thought. Yeah, I like enjoyed it a lot more than I guess like I expected to going in. Not that I thought like it would be a bad game or anything, just that I wasn't aware of like how much I was going to enjoy how like off the wall crazy shit got um i thought the dialogue was all like for as cheesy as it was it still managed to have like those really poignant moments at times and i was like there were moments where i was like this is an interesting look at what american politics look like from the outside world um especially uh nowadays like the fact that it was in 2018 i was like that's that's weird um, also, like I paid <laughs> some weird price, like seven eighty six, um, on the digital store to buy this, and I I thought that was a fair what? price. I thought, yeah, it was like very weirdly priced. Um, it was like definitely not an even number, and I I don't know if there's a reason for that, but I want to look into that. Um, I think I would give it eight lightning bolts out of ten. <laughs> wow, nice. That's a, some high praise. It was good. It was fun. Um, yeah. For me, <laughs> precursor. <laughs> I was on easy mode. Um, <laughs> so this is the easy mode review. <laughs> so while I will say it was a lot of fun, like going through and just like, like 
holding R1 and ripping through and just destroying people. <laughs> it got to a point where I was, maybe it was because I was on a time crunch, but it got to a point where I was just like, it felt kind of like, um, not repetitive, but just like, okay, another group of enemies, blah, blah, blah. You got to do the whole thing again. I think if I had played it on normal, it would be a little bit more um, in tune with like, okay, crap, there's another group of enemies. How am I going to uh, attack this? Um, whereas on easy, you could just like run and gun, like destroy in the flash of, you know, whatever. But um, I like the bosses. I liked how the the levels were laid out. Um, and I, th- I think I'm not going to go, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be definite on this, but I think the music was probably the best. <laughs> um, I just like the, it, cause going back from other MGS games, uh, where it was just like super orchestral and super cinematic and, the first boss battle is this just metal um, and the guitar solo coming in and you're just like ripping through this uh, metal gear. It just felt, it felt right. Mm. So um, yeah, with that said, I would give this a no poop out of (laughs) doom poop. <laughs> I don't poop. What about you, Let's go. What are you? I uh so I I don't know. I feel like a little biased towards it in a weird way where it's like a lot of YouTube folks that I follow have a lot of affection hey. for this game. So hey man. Live your life, live your best life, speak your mind. Don't let no, haters no. get to you and tell the tell, tell your <laughs> tell. truth. Tell your truth, honey. No, uh, no. So what I was going to say is like, I knew that it wasn't like a mystery. It wasn't like I played the first game and forgot how good it was. It was like a, I played it for the first time and knew it was going to be fun to get back to. And so I think I just kind of came back to it excited to have like a comfort game to play after survive. You know Hmm. what I mean? Like, it was just like, God, Metal Gear Survive was so bad. And then I played this and I was like, fuck yes. Like, this is wonderful. Um, And so for me, this was almost just like comfort food. You know what I mean? It was just like, I'm just going to rock the fuck out and get this game finished up in like six hours or whatever and and call it a day. And I was very much so looking forward to going back to that senator fight, which I have only played through once before and just knew it was bad shit crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I would definitely recommend this to folks. Um, even if you never played Metal Gear, cause like very obviously James has limited experience, um, having only played like ground zeros a little bit before. Um, and so it's like, this is kind of his first foray into Metal Gear. Yeah, it was uh, dope. I think is a funny experiment. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I would definitely recommend this, especially with how cheap it is and just echoing everybody else's sentiments. Um, I would have to give this zero johnny sazaki's out of out of negative 10 diarrhea disasters Um, and that's very positive because i don't (laughs) i my mouth is i have to rinse my mouth out of johnny sazaki after metal gear solid 4 Um, 
but yeah, this is a lot of fun. Definitely recommend it. You should go play it. Um, I'm going to be splicing in some of the music from this game into this edit, so hopefully you'll be enjoying all yes. that. Yes. Um, Cue it here. Let that you guys are enjoying our sort of return uh we are uh this is our revengeance as well um yeah and hopefully especially with these longer episodes i feel like unfortunately with four seats uh it can probably get a little monotonous for some of us just kind of going through and summarizing so i think we're going to be trying to like punch up our approach a little bit um and just make sure that like for us hosting the show and for you listening that it doesn't just turn into some dudes reading sort of like the cliff notes version of what happens. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a ton of fun. We're excited to be back. We've got a lot of stuff in store. And along those lines, the rest of our return season, which is kind of focusing on finishing up all of the spinoffs before we move into proper Metal Gear territory, we're going to have a lot of fun talking about shitty mobile games. Um, and uh, and they're, they're not all bad, but... In general, we're going to talk about all of the mobile games like Metal Gear Card Battle. We're going to talk about the the Nokia N-Gage version of Metal Gear Solid. We're just going to oh we're going to watch a bunch of videos and we're going to pull up a bunch of information and we're just going to chat about it. Um, and then after that, we are going to do a BYOB fan fiction. So each of us is going to bring <laughs> a nice, steaming, fresh, hot pipe in Metal Gear Oof. related fan fiction that we're going to do a, a dramatic reading of a couple pages to the group. Yeah, I, I'm gonna read mine is the one that I found is very short. I'm gonna read it, read it in its entirety. <laughs> so, so nice. uh, be be ready for that. Very nice. Can we uh, write our own fan for <laughs> sure? That'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to write my own. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, yeah, just can we all write our own Metal Gear <laughs> fan fiction. We we'll just can, like get a character. You can bring one, and you can write one. <laughs> yes, but please try to keep them like short. Yeah. Short. Um, just like forewarning, I'm sure that whatever I'm going to be providing is going to get real adult themed. So just <laughs> just know that that show that episode comes with a disclaimer. Metal um, Gear Solid Two. Oh, no. <laughs> um but yeah so that this is the second episode of our sort of not reboot but kind of 2.0 upgrade um Boys in the house. james did you have a good time recording a proper four-seated episode i had a great time it's uh it's nice to be here it's nice to uh be around friends <laughs> i feel like james is a tourist you guys we gotta we gotta find a way to haze him audibly <laughs> Hazing, um, hazing is hazing is bad. <laughs> hazing hazing is bad practice. Don't don't do we it. We need to like we need to like come up with like a quiz and we have to quiz him on every episode. Like, okay, here's information from the first sixty four episodes of Metal Gear Mondays. Now you have to answer a quiz about all of it. Oh Jesus. Oh, no. Um 
before we get into all that, um, I just wanted to say as well that we're probably going to be re- reading um, some of the fan uh, letters that we've gotten since the break um, on that fan fiction episode. Um, and obviously, we're not going to read all the like gushy, like, oh, your podcast is great, um, of which there is a little bit. Um, we're going to be reading more so sort of like theories and, and questions and stuff like that. Um, we also got a response from our first Irish listener who uh, said some pretty funny shit. So I'm excited to <laughs> go into that. Um, but yeah, that's 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 it. Um, you can. Hey, do I still have a vendetta against Canada or nah? Yeah, against uh, who was it again? Canada. Yeah. Uh, sure. The country You're, of Canada for not writing shit into our fucking podcast. Sam, you just asked me if you still have a vendetta against. <laughs> I, well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, listen, I need people to keep track of this shit for me. I got a lot of vendettas. You a, a lot am of, I writing a you lot as of a character into the show? <laughs> Something like that. Um, I've got a lot of enemies. If if for whatever reason uh, a bunch of droning bumble talk about a fever dream video game involving bumble. sword fighting fucking U.S. senators uh, is your cup of tea, uh, definitely feel free to check us out on Facebook.com slash Metal Gear Mondays, uh, Twitter.com slash Metal Gear Monday. Thanks, character, character limit. Character limit, baby. Yeah, so at Metal Gear Monday. Um, and if you want to throw us any money, you can go to patreon.com slash Metal Gear Mondays. Um, every little bit helps. Um, it helps us run sort of the hosting of the episodes, but also it helps us uh, be able to take the time to make these great, as well as it will help us do some fun shit. Um, there are some pretty cool rewards. You can be a guest on the show. You can dictate some episodes. Uh, future seasons coming along the pipe um, are going to be a lot of fun. We've got like a like a sort of spooky Metal Gear themed season around Halloween, where we're going to talk about sort of the scariest moments in the Metal Gear games that we've covered thus far, as well as doing a PT coverage um, and just, just discussing like Silent Hill potentially as well. Um, and uh, our next season after this, everybody should be pretty stoked for. We're actually going to be covering Peace Walker over the course of about five episodes. So, uh, yeah, guys, it's uh, great to be back. Um, and uh, Sam, Isaac, James, where can people find you on the internet, independent of Metal Gear Mondays? All, all at the same time, boys. One. <laughs> um, um, uh, Ready? You can Ready? find me on the internet at sanjul on twitter that's s-a-n-j-u-u-l um that's that's about it like if you you know <laughs> i post I've, i post stuff there rarely but like i'll get into if you want to like tweet me something i'll like talk to you about it and like um if i maybe do other podcasts or like other projects and in addition to this one i'll also let you know there too you can find me on uh, Cambridge Analytica. Uh, I'm going to be... Uh... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> James Isaac. Yeah, no, find, me, uh, find me on Twitter, at James Ragmew. Uh, spelled like it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> so it's R E C H M O O O O O O O O T H. Moth. That's a. It's like R E I C H M U T H. Wow, right? you nailed it. That's that's impressive. Um, real fast. Wow. I actually so I stay up at night, what like just staring at your last name, <laughs> just speed memory. Waiting for your, waiting for your moment. Um, I wanna I wanna I wanna chime in for Isaac here because now that we're back, what? Isaac, we have uh-huh. the 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 forcing Isaac to tweet at doesn't have a twit is back in full force so yep. um get, get us going follow us on twitter 
Yeah, official Patreon Metal Gear going. Monday's uh, Twitter account actually tweeted at Isaac today. So, oh, oh, that doesn't have a twit. Oh, and I hold on. So let the record show, good boy Zach. Um, I know that you're globe trotting uh, or whatever you do for <laughs> oh a living gosh. these days. Uh, James. But check it out, Mister ZJ. Uh, you told us that once we passed 200 likes on Facebook that you would oh, physically yeah. destroy your copy of Snake's Revenge. That's true. We finally did it. We're we did well it after the, the 200. Yeah, we did it in the gap between 1.0 and 2.0, so we need that to happen. Bring it on, boy. You, Bring it on. Yeah. Um, I think I just for like, Alessia, I, you should put one of the things like every time somebody donates at like a $1 level, Isaac has to make a tweet or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Am I option. worth that little to you, Sam? Oh damn! I'm gonna make it like a ten thousand dollar. Like Isaac will tweet that. Yes, Isaac, sweet boy, you are worth the world to me. Very nice. Well, guys, we gotta. James, you haven't been on here in a while, so do you want to say the thing about the thing that we sign off with? Thing about the thing. This is his quiz. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, Fuck! It's something about a box, right? You edited video for this show. What? Something about a box, right? Hold on, something what? About a, something about a, something about something a, about a, box. a little box. It's not, it's not a box. It's not a box. It's a, it's, it's a, it's, it's just a container of some kind. <laughs> it's just a perforated um, cardboard container. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think. Hold on, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get, hold on, I'm gonna get really close to the microphone here. Just, I think what, well, I, I think, I think, I think what you mean to say is that. Um, <laughs> 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 it's it's a it's just a box. Ba-da-ba. Just a box.